0: Hey everyone! Before we get started, I just wanted to give you a heads up and a content warning for conversations about the sexualization of children, sexual violence, and child pornography. Because of the episodes we watched this week, there is a much larger ongoing conversation about the sexualization of these characters. It's a big topic for us throughout the episode, but the most direct conversation about child pornography runs from around one twelve thirty to one twenty seven forty. And our conversation about a scene that features sexual harassment and assault is from 127.40 to 137.40. We take a break right after that. Um, so if you wanted to skip from like 112 and come back in at 138, you'd be able to miss both of those conversations and hop back on board. Uh, we do our best to, to be, uh, to be careful around this, this topic and not to be excessive or, uh, explicit. Um, but the topic matter is serious, and so we felt better at giving you a heads up uh, than not doing that. So, I hope you enjoy the episode, and I hope everyone who has today off or tomorrow off or has some time off coming up
1: enjoys it. Peace. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
0: What's good, Internet? It is Thursday, July 4th, and you know what that means. Something still vague and inflammatory, or sorry, not inflammatory, not inflammatory, uninflammatory about patriotism and America, (laughs) and we're celebrating, but we're not celebrating America, but fuck America. Where are we at on July 4th now? It's a day off. It's a day off. off. That's what it means. If you're in the U.S., who gives a shit? And also you're not working for one of the many jobs that require you to go to work anyway. It's a
2: day off. And most of those, at least, you should be getting paid time and a half. So you look better into be. look into that. Because you should get more money if you're working. <laughs> Agreed. <Look, what, laughs>
1: you know, write it down. Uh. Look into it. <laughs> look get into paid it. more. <laughs> what a recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> and if uh, you know what? Wage theft. If you're not getting paid for, demand it. And just see what happens. And just see,
0: yeah. Wage theft, the is the biggest sort of theft in, in America. And, sure. and
1: Kato should be writing self-help books out there. He's got it.
0: <laughs> uh what it actually means? Just take that Thursday? day off. Other people are. Just don't come in. Just don't okay. show up. But if we come in. And then when they say <laughs>
3: If we collectively decide
0: to do it, then it's a general Mm -hmm. strike, and we should do that, actually. That we Ghost should do. On, on your job, saying.
1: July. <laughs> exactly. Uh,
0: I put in. <laughs> Connor, was some, backed,
1: Connor was backed. was into an explanation.
0: I put what? in some time. I put in for some time off yesterday, and I was just telling the dates to Jason, uh, uh, motherboard Jason, and I was like, yeah. Uh, so then I have a, a Gen Con. I'm doing Gen Con. That's at the end of uh, it's the end of July. It's like July 30th through September 5th. Uh, and he was like, uh. Sep- September 5th? You're just gone for that month? And I was like, yeah, September 5th. I was like, oh, no, sorry. August 5th, August 5th. I meant August 5th, <laughs> but I I did almost literally put in for a month off by mistake, which I don't think.
3: It sounds like you might have been able to bareface your way through that. I, <laughs> well, he said if
0: you put it in the calendar, he literally said if you add it to the calendar, no one can say anything about it. So <laughs> I should just do it and see what happens. That's the law. That's the law. That's it. In this good country. Actually, the law is it's Thursday, and that means that we need to nerd out and deep dive into the culture, art, and entertainment that inspires and provokes us. Uh, I am your host, Austin
1: Walker. (laughs) Not this week.
0: (laughs) Well, provokes, provokes, it provokes. I think it provokes this week. Yeah. Um, we are continuing our conversation about Neon Genesis Evangelion. We are talking about episodes 8 to 13, which is a set of episodes that brings us some new major characters, maybe some new perspectives on old ones, a drier Monster of the Week format, and a, a little bit more weird mysticism, occultism, and kind of weird you know, religious overtones. Uh, on that note, mm. uh, Rob Zachney, I heard you got a letter. You want to you want to read that to me, Patrick Klepek and Ricardo Contreras here, and and kind of school us on some some what I hear is some Jewish mysticism that we may have missed.
3: Yeah, so uh, this came in under the subject line, Evangelian statement, not a question. Okay. From <laughs> Gavin. Hi, Gavin. Hello. I just finished listening to the episode. One through seven, Evangelion pod. And I just wanted to mention that there's more than just Christian imagery in Ava. There's a great deal of Kabbalist Jewish mysticism imagery too. The cult shit in Gendo's office is the tree of life. An important Kabbalist representation of God via the 10 sefirot. Uh, Granted, it's a more elaborate version than the standard tree of life, but it is still part of a living tradition and history of the Jewish people. In fact, the opening sequence alone has three different trees, the one that looks like a tree with feathers for roots, the squarish one that is also on the ceiling of Gendo's office, and the seven-eye symbol, the middle sephirot are missing except for the uh, malkut The kingdom for which we humans can see and understand God, Mm. which is on the bottom right or masculine side. One could argue that it's not Malkut, but Yesod, which is the foundation of all things, and more colloquially, just a penis. I wanted to make the clarification because Kabbalah Great. has a history of being appropriated or erased by non-Jews to form occult scams and New Age bullshit. I'm not sure if Evangelion is falling into that trap, but it's important to note the distinction between a living religion and its appropriator's erasers. I'm by no means an expert, and I expect other people to weigh in on this statement with their own perspectives. Really enjoy the shows. Appreciate everything you do. Uh, don't take this as an indictment or call-out, because I really do appreciate the, appreciate the effort. P.S., It's also important to note that Kabbalist imagery here uh, ties into the story of the golem, a man-made person from clay in which you are not supposed to let it taste violence or destruction, because then it will go berserk.
0: Tap my head three times. Uh (laughs) Um... Yeah, they fucked that one up right away. Uh, yeah, I, I think that there's probably a much larger conversation that has already been had in the world around Ava and Ava's use of religious iconography, images, words. We get a little bit of that this week. Um, obviously, the last episode is is focused on uh, the, the, the three magi, um, but like all throughout, uh, we, we return to it, and obviously, each of the angels is named um, for for uh, particular religious, I believe, again, Jewish um, uh Uh, figures not figures not like that one's moses but you know what i'm saying um the the conversation i've always heard around the religious stuff in ava is like it is mostly used as flair and background and not very well integrated once you dig into it a little bit like you can align things such where you can say some some stuff but it's it's not like a secret code to unlocking the truth of ava or vice versa it sounds like
1: i I saw some like Screenshot thread going around where it's, I mean, it's apocryphal. I didn't look into the sourcing. It was just a thread on Twitter. There's was like uh, asking Anno, uh, how did? where did you come up with the phrase Evangelion? And like the first response was him doing this long explanation. And then like the kicker was, it just sounded cool. Like it's just a word I found that sounded complicated, um, yeah. which sounds mm-hmm. like pretty in line with what you're <laughs> saying yeah. here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I I think part of it is definitely – him pulling on certain influences that he did definitely have. Like it, he fell down a Wikipedia hole before Wikipedia. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. But bef- well, before Wikipedia existed in the sense of like, Wow, what's up with psychotherapy? Wow, I'm super depressed. How do minds work? Wow like oh wow, some of this stuff it's some of psychotherapy ends up pulling from things like Jewish mysticism or trying to talk to some of the same like uh, questions of life and metaphysics and blah blah blah. So I uh, you know it is it is I don't think that it is uh I don't know that he like spent time doing deep, deep, like academic research into the Kabbalah, uh, but certainly did enough to be like, that's, hey, what th-
1: that's what message boards are for.
0: That is what message <laughs> boards are for, exactly. We should get into these. Um, I have really good notes for the first three episodes, and then you can see the where <laughs> hitting me
1: as we move through <laughs> you, these ones. No, no, nah, nah, I think like my notes, are like long, detailed, and then just barely paying attention yeah. by I, episode 12. I feel notes. betrayed. Two notes made on episode 13, which one of them was just make it end. <laughs> oh, see, I like episode 13. Yeah,
0: 13, I think, I 13's think 13's my th- that was not an indictment
1: group. of okay. 13 yeah. specifically as yes. much as this particular Blank. arc. Yeah. Right. Fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah. <now we> are, <laughs> with, we, it was some exceptions. Yes, with some exceptions. I uh, think back to Rob and I boy, how can we be as charitable as possible uh-huh. about the sexual representation yep. in this show and then just throwing my fucking notebook in the air uh-huh. for like multiple episodes in a row.
0: Imagine if you're me and Kata when we know what the next uh-huh. episode
1: is, that we know. It's a lot of things that you were
3: insinuating make a lot more sense now.
1: Can't wait to see what you guys think about that. It became a that. different show. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: yeah. Just... I was, like, cruising along like, damn, this is really good, like, textured, like, really kind of emotionally resonant and emotionally (laughs) realistic, uh, you know, story about trauma and, like, like, isolation. And it's not like a lot of things you associate traditionally with, like, anime centering on teenagers.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And then it becomes an anime centering <laughs> on teenagers. I have so many weird mixed feelings about all of this. And it's like a gif
3: of Suka, like traipsing through the door. Uh-huh. Like that's basically how I feel about
0: the, this, this the but, there's part of me that is like, yeah. And twin peaks is a soap opera like it is. And it's, it's bad in a lot of places because it is just being a soap opera. Like James gets on that fucking motorcycle and rides <laughs> off and meets that. weird. You know what I mean? Like, Twin Peaks season two is part of Twin Peaks, just like Ava episodes eight through 13 is part of part Ava. Of Ava. <laughs> um, and it does get better from here is my like, my memory is like the next yeah. like eight episodes, This is the next chunk of episodes I remember really liking. Um,
1: uh, but- It's just uh, is like treading water. Like like what, totally. I, what I felt like watching these episodes was, oh- They need to hit in knowing nothing about the production, how anime is like made is like looking at this and going, ah, shit, like they have to save all the good stuff for later. So you start to see the edges on the production side. You're seeing like filling in the gaps like, ah, what can we lean on? Like, well,
3: boobs, like, dude,
1: queer innuendo made for laughs, Um, really
3: standard TV Episode constructions yep. that yeah. like do most of the lifting.
0: Like you. I said, it becomes a monster of the week show. Which there are good monster of the week shows. There are good episodes There are Absolutely. good shows that are basically sci-fi procedurals around like how do we stop this monster? How do we win this fight? And I think there are still moments of that here that are still exciting. Um, but there is a lot of it loses a lot of what I think drew a lot of folks in, and it very much made me want the twelve or thirteen episode run instead of the twenty-six episode run for yeah. for Patrick and Rob. 26 episodes is, like, a a pretty standard amount of what you think of as, like, a season of anime. Um, You know, many anime go for very, very long, hundreds of episodes. But a lot of my favorite shows go for 26 or go for, like, 50 or 54, somewhere in that range. Two seasons of it, two cores, basically. Is that, like, a Um,
1: syndication thing? Like, how in the the U.S. or, like, North America, like, certain – Shows try to hit, like, I don't know what the number is, but it's, like, 150 episodes. Then you get a syndication. That's where you make all your money. Like, is there, is that just historical precedent? Is there, like, financial, like, incentives that, like, drive, like, the structure of it? Or is it just sort of, that's just the way it is? I don't know
0: enough about that side yeah. of it
1: like I could speak really okay.
0: broadly. Again, I know that like the way it works is anime seasons are set up in what what are called cores which are like COUR which is like a 3 month thing so it's like 10 to 12 episodes, right? 10 to 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. Most anime get like a season a year, which will be not most at this point. I think there's actually a lot more single core anime than there were when I first started watching, where you'd get like that 26 episode run and that would be it in a year. Or right. you'd get, but like they or get broken t- up in that Estratus way. 12. Nowadays. Yeah, there's Yeah, you get a single core show that's like 12 episodes done, you're out. Yeah. And I, I like that a lot. Like my favorite shows pretty much my favorite shows don't go more than 26. Mm -hmm. My, my very, some of my very favorite shows are way more focused than that. Even, um, and are either OVAs, which are, uh, uh, original video animations and are like released one episode at a time every few months. Uh, in the nineties, this was a huge thing. Like some of my favorite Gundam shows are shows that you would go to the store and get one every two or three months as they like almost like uh, episodic games are supposed mm-hmm. to be. Do you know what I mean like that model sure. um, uh, and it meant that one the video animation was way better because it was like no this is our one episode. The, and we're they're releasing were... six this whole year and that's the whole thing. It, it, yeah. it feels
1: like watching like the MCU or something where it's like yeah, I'm going to see an episodic the movie series. Yeah
0: totally totally um, and so I, I you know eventually Ava actually has become a movie series. We I, I actually mm-hmm. went back and watched the rebuild one uh, fight yeah. the Ramiel fight. Yeah. The big diamond which I I'll have to link to y'all. It's so good. It's so different, but so good. Like it's still <laughs> the fundamental same thing with the sniper rifle and the big weird yeah. diamond, but it fucking looks it looks so good. It looks so good. I want to see those You've no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just doing other stuff. It's it it's like different. Yeah, it's, it's different a different too. fight in some ways because of the way it acts hmm. um, and and sounds. Uh, it's so cool. We need to. I, I want to watch those movies now. I've been like holding off for so long. Yeah, when four when four happens, they're maybe releasing, we should
2: uh, come back. They're huh?
0: releasing ten minutes of four next week.
1: What did you hear? This they're no, I didn't.
0: Ten minutes of the fourth Fuck. rebuild. Anyway. We should get into these episodes. The first episode that we watched <laughs> yep. this week is Asuka arrives in Japan uh, in the U.S. was originally released as Asuka Strikes. Uh, after we briefly overhear Gendo talking on the phone with a mysterious council, I guess that's on the phone. It's, this is like him in, in the room with the council, right? The like, or is this is this the color code? No, we just hear him on the phone with the voice yeah. and he's like, oh, I'm getting a package. Uh, We're getting the package. It's all secure. Uh, I guess we don't know who he's talking to. Uh, We see Shinji, Masato, Toji, and Kensuke. They're flying over the Pacific. They're meeting up with the fleet, the UN fleet. Um, Kensuke is, like, filming everything he is doing. Why are they there? uh, Because the show wanted them to be there. (laughs) Uh, Because the show really – actually, I don't know if this came out before before or after 0080 – war in the pocket but it's trying to do that thing of like the kids think war is cool right um it also i think that like the pacific looks bad here like all of the the like painterly quality that the countryside of japan is given the ocean not at all this is not like there's never a beautiful shot of ships moving over waves or anything like that um uh, Misato lets them know that they're, that, you know, they're, they're coming to pick up, uh, I guess she doesn't know. She's like, you they land? And then the next thing you know, uh, Toji's hat flies off and then Asuka is like slamming her foot into it or someone is slamming oh. her foot into a hat because, and then the wind blows by and we get an upskirt oh, shot. Oh, it does. Uh, yep. When by, by we, I mean we, the audience, because the thing that these next couple of episodes teach you is the show has a really hard time deciding when it wants to show characters sexualizing 14-year-olds versus when it, it wants to sexualize 14-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Just blurs that line completely. Um, uh, also, Toji so she slaps Toji. She slaps all the boys who are watching. And then Toji's response to this is to strip down and flash her, which we move past yep. instantly. Yeah, Instantly. The rest of from there, um, Misato meets the fleet commander, who's a, a, an American dude. The whole UN fleet is run by Americans. As far as we can tell, he's kind of a jerk. Um, he refuses orders from nerve. Uh, he refuses to turn over Ava unit O2 into her control um, until they dock. Ava unit O2 is the, the red unit that Asuka pilots. Um, and we see Misato kind of playing hardball, basically saying like, yo, if shit pops off, I get control. That is the agreement. Um, and we get the second new character who walks in the door here, Kaji, uh, who is Asuka's escort um, and who through this series of episodes – is played in so many different ways that it's hard to see what his consistent characterization is. Yep. Um. There are times when I think dirt the show bag. knows exactly who he is, and there are times when the show wants us to think that he's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Uh. And mm-hmm. it. And and I don't know that it is very good at walking the line between the two, where it's like, yeah, this is a, he's a cool dude in public, but behind the closed doors, he's a dirtbag. It doesn't.
1: It feels like two characters they yeah. mashed together, and yeah. that had then been separated. There would have been a way for them to accomplish character arcs that yeah. they were trying to tug at with, you know, various characters on the show. But as a result, but maybe that's even more generous yeah, than uh, is uh, than should be allowed, given the other things the show I don't know. does. I mean, maybe that ultimately, like, I feel like th- this section of episodes in particular expose makes me better understand like the frustrated discourse that people have with this show more so than the first seven, where yep. I was like. I don't know, maybe people are just being a little, you know, picky um, over this. And you get to this, it's like, oh, okay. Like, I get a much better sense of the complicated feelings people have. Because, yeah, there are great moments in some of these episodes. But, man, you really need to start cherry-picking at a certain point. And it's that character, that character, the, the, you know, the the panty shot, and then Mm -hmm. dropping his pants. I was just like, wow. I mean, I'm glad they're just shoving all this in the front so I know what I'm in for, I guess. But, boy, this is really not even just a shift in tone just a it's just a shift um yeah to a different show totally um
2: i don't i i feel like it's not so much that he is two different characters that they mush together is that they think the dirtbag character is cool
0: that's the that is like the the yeah. most like critical read right is right. like they think that but there's some stuff that we'll talk about in a future episode that i think is animated and framed such that going watching that episode now, the elevator scene with with Misada, yeah. the first elevator scene yeah is there is attention paid to her body language and the things that she's doing that make me think that someone on that team in charge of that scene or who's <laughs> an, is like we are going to frame this. This is he's a fucking dirtbag, right? Right? Because there's other ways that that scene unfolds where it goes a different direction, and we'll talk right. about that when we get there. Sure. Um, but this will be a right. re- returning topic here. So, um, I mean, immediately he's shitty because he's trying to play footsies with her underneath the like dinner table or whatever yeah. while they're kind of going across the ocean, um, and she's like, "Fuck off!" Not happy to see him. Uh, it's clear they have a history. It's clear Asuka loves him and has a big crush on him. Um, because again, he is like ask, acting as her escort, and he seems like a cool dude. Um, and again, that oh, and then that idea is is something too. That is not like bad raw material. Shitty X, who is also admired by young kids, is a great premise for a character, and you can do a lot with it. Rob, what are you going to say?
3: No, I, I. And then the other thing that he attempts to do immediately is kind of try to embarrass Masato and also maybe embarrass yes. kids a little bit by turning to Shinji and be like, hey, she still do that thing where she, what is it? She like turns over and asleep sleep a lot or something. You make some comment to like how she sleeps. Yes. yes. And it's both a creepy comment because it's like, dude, like she's basically my guardian right uh-huh. now. And also it's just this like, hey, in case it wasn't abundantly clear to everyone at this table, uh, we used to be a thing. Right. Um, yeah. Hey, and- I've, uh,
0: I, yeah. I had had private access to her. That's, yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone here, just so you yeah. know that. Uh, if it wasn't already clear, really, I just want to talk about how I've been closer to her in a way that is intimate and real. Uh, and just, you should just uh, know that. Um, also, we blew past actually the first elevator scene, which is they cram too many people in an elevator for, again, like anime trope, mistaken groping. Hey, cut that out moment, which, whatever. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. shit, right, Remember? Yes. Uh-huh. Right? I didn't even make that note, mm. also, I just remembered it. Mm. See, <laughs> those
1: those are so low on like, my, yeah.
3: like, <laughs> that list, that it's just like, didn't even make it, I'm just moving on. I don't know when they do it, though, but like, I do love, this show has a thing for fucking escalators. There's an escalator aboard this aircraft carrier <laughs> that goes on for days. <laughs> huh? Like, they're just like, damn, we're, let's just ride this escalator for like ages. And Is that not a real thing? It, uh, it aircraft never, carriers
0: don't have gigantic industrial escalators. Yeah, the one
2: that goes all the way from the bridge all the way to the lowest fucking hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after,
0: uh, during dinner, Kaji is, is talking about how impressed he is by Shinji's results as a pilot and his sink rate, which gets right under Asuka's skin. Uh, because she thinks that she is, like, the best pilot, and she's destined to be, like, the, the you know, hero of destiny, basically. Yeah. And she immediately is like, I'm going to fucking show you that I'm the real thing. And drag Shinji to show him Unit 2, which is what she says is the first real Ava. Uh, Ava Unit 0 is the prototype, or is the test unit. Ava Unit 1 is the prototype, or I make it that backwards, whichever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and uh, you know, Unit 2, this is a real one. Also, she says this from, like, the top of Unit 2, like it's laying flat, uh, and its chest is kind of protruding out, and she's standing on the chest, well above Shinji, which is a character trait throughout this entire series. There are multiple times when she climbs on some shit to be the tallest person in the room. Yeah, uh, which is which is actually kind of okay. Um, finally, we get to the monster of this week: a big weird whale. A, uh, uh, Angel, um, fish. Wangel. Yeah. angel, Oh, Wangel. Thank, Thank you. You. Um, <laughs> Kado, you and me, <laughs> uh, the shockwave hits underwater. Uh, Oscar gets dressed in her plug suit. Is this the first time we've seen someone put on the plug suit and no, have it do that? Like it.
2: the, the, that, we saw that, uh, with the, with the, the duo Ray episode. Yeah. With Ray. and Oh, right, right, right. When they, they have to, cooperate. They have to yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. The sniper one. The sniper The sniper one, one
0: yes. Um <laughs> you're describing every episode yeah. that we saw. <laughs> uh she Shinji peeks on her while she's changing. Uh and so does the show. Which is again the distinction here. Mm-hmm. You want to make a show about a horny fourteen-year-old, like trying to come to terms with borders and boundaries and his sexuality and whether or not he is attracted to these women in his life or not, uh, is you know what? Go with God. That's a story. That's a real story. Uh, but like when the show wants to implicate the the viewer in this way and also like pander to the viewer, some of which are eager to see these girls sexualized, fuck off. Um, uh, she gives him, uh, a suit, uh, her, one of her other plug suits to put on and says, you're going to get in this, this with me and you're going to see how fucking dope I am. Um, we also, this also kicks off a, a, the remainder of the episode, a sort of gender panic for Shinji as he's wearing a plug suit that has breasts on it, uh, built in, which is opens up a whole other can of worms about how those suits work and whether like what the, how they're fitted a bunch of other things. Uh, but it does pay off in the end with him covering up as the boys look at him and say that they're uncomfortable looking at him because he's wearing, uh, this woman's plug suit, which get over it. <laughs> um, she gets into the, uh, they get ready to launch. Um, Kaji is told by Gendo over the phone that he should bounce if things go bad. Um, because he's something about him is more important. We'll find out later. um, Asuka starts to launch. And the angel is searching for something. The angel is searching for something. What could it be? We'll see. Asuka gets ready to launch. She does like a, a startup sequence.
2: Um, but uh, it turns out that oh, she, yeah, no, she's German. Um, we spent past that, right? Sorry. No, yeah, before but, this, though, even in reference to what Rob was saying, this is the first angel we see outside of the city ever. I guess that's true. Mm. I
0: mean, Ramiel came in over the ocean, but you could see it from...
2: But it, like, it, yeah, it's, but they're
0: always like attacking the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's this is the first like, time you're they're right, like, right? right? This you're is... right. Its goal is not the nerve. It's not. HQ. Yeah, it's
2: not making its way towards nerve HQ. Right. It is specifically going after this fleet.
0: You're right. Totally, that's a good point. Uh, they didn't like bump into it. You're right. That's a that's a big distinction. Yeah. Um, and I think that is like, if there is a major lore takeaway for this set of episodes, it's a broader understanding of what the angels are are and how they're kind of, um their field of operation, if that makes sense, right. like that they aren't just being sent to destroy this thing or that they are, they exist out in the world in in some strange places. Oscar um, Langley uh, Soryu is German or she's from Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe she's actually of, of uh, biracial background. Right. Um, and is, uh, which is actually a, a, a thing that is, a through line through these episodes, but is not directly remarked. I mean, she speaks in German sometimes. In this sequence, the point that her launch, like her her pre-launch sequence is in German uh, and, and Shinji can't think in German and so it fucks it up, that's focused on. But mm-hmm. something that doesn't get said directly is that part of the fetishization of Asuka in these episodes by the characters are about her being white or being like uh, uh, biracial Mm -hmm. and being having a Westerner's body. A lot of the comments around like her breasts are coded to be about looking at Western bodies and Western beauty standards. Uh, A lot of like the contrast between Oscar and Ray can be read in that way. And I don't think any of it. I think again, there is a way by which you can talk about Japanese beauty standards for women and Western beauty standards for women and have an interesting conversation or have an interesting piece uh, it turns out that Anno is not the dude I want telling that no. story. I would love a woman's perspective or a queer person's perspective on that. Um, so she launches. Finally, she switches her launch sequence over to Japanese, which is a pretty badass thing to do to be like, hey, guess what? Uh, you can't think in German, but I can think in Japanese. Switch it over. And then we get Decisive Battle. And when Decisive Battle plays, the show was good. Um <laughs> It stands up on the ship. It's wearing a tarp what as a goofy a cape.
1: goddamn thing. Hell yeah!
3: Just okay. The carp. The the carp. The carp. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good though. It's, it's so, so good. good. Oh, yeah. I'm, Amazing. I do, not, do
1: not interpret my comment as disparaging. <laughs> I mean, goofy goddamn thing, and like the most just oh, you're just going for something yes. that's cool as hell, <laughs> yes. as opposed to. I'm supposed to believe these ships can handle the weight of this robot fucking <laughs> spiraling Leaping. from the sky down to it. Just, just make it a little bit of I a dent on the front of that boat.
3: Yeah, It's fine. You've played Mario Maker. Like, that's <laughs> they're, just, they're just doing a run on the level. I do love that there's two things. One, they're like, wait, this thing's configured for land combat. Yep. Is this a good idea? And then the way that all goes sideways is... So this show's not very interested in the ocean. It's like, yeah, it's blue. Yeah. Done. But I do love that it loses, Uh, the Unit 2 loses its footing when its foot hits the elevator on the flight deck of the carrier. Yeah. And the elevator collapses under the weight. Yeah. And it <laughs> yeah. tumbles Uh, Unit 2 into the water. And then, okay, this is the part mm-hmm. that bugs me.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Here we go. Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, I can I can get with everything else. But when you <laughs> try to indicate that a power cable is some sort of ridiculous load-bearing, <laughs> like, 2,000 meter, like, it's a basically, it's an important power cable.
0: Yeah. They made it real... It's a monster cable. They got, <laughs> they got the gold
1: ones. But no, it's, it's got gold plating.
0: It's got gold plating. <laughs> but it's literally a monster cable. It's literally...
1: So. That threaded <laughs> That's the shit. joke. Uh-huh. It's That's the
3: joke. It's a monster cable, cable, but also it's a monster cable.
1: Look, if they just themed that stuff Ava, they might have had a better chance actually credibly selling those to people. I bet you could buy
0: Evangelion branded uh, cables in Japan at the height of Ava. What oh, happened like, to Monster
1: Cable? What, they're what, still around, man. They're still around. Didn't, yeah, didn't they? S- selling to who, though? I feel like most, like, I think... I
2: don't yeah, know. No, Hi-Fi it what? used to Is be there? where your
1: dad came home with a hundred dollar HDMI cable anymore. <laughs> it seems like we've moved past no, that. No, Patrick, Patrick,
2: they're ever- they're squarely in the audio cables still. Like you got to get the monster, well, the monster gold plated cables for your uh, really bad guitar and amp setup. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> God. Yeah. We mm-hmm. should at some point but, just
0: look at all of the Ava-branded merchandise that came out over the years. I'm sure there's a list somewhere because it's there, just There's a absurd. video I just saw
2: that was like, could you live off of just Ava merchandise? Almost
3: certainly. <laughs> this is enticing, by the way. That when, so when they go plummeting into the ocean. Yes. Uh, this is the, we get this our is first idea of, like, what the fuck has happened to the Earth? Because yeah. they go down under the water for a, for a good minute there. And then they land in a city that's yep. been flooded. Yeah, it's not and that it's like deep. They're the not water- in the shallows. No, no.
0: No. Uh it's it's wild that like oh, the there's a city down there yeah. that no one is surprised by. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, of course. This is what's in the ocean. Cities. Cities are down there." Yeah. Um we know that that second impact did something big and bad to the world. We've. A, this is one of our first real clear images of what that looked like, the degree of destruction. They say half of humanity died. What's that look like? Well, it looks like cities underwater, yeah. which is a forthcoming problem for us, yeah. right? Like environmental disaster and catastrophe is something that will, will fundamentally change the way the world looks in such a way that for people born after it or for people in the, these generations – it will become normalized to where it isn't commented upon. And it's just like, yeah, this is the fact of life. And that is part of what is so terrifying about it. Right. Right. Um, is that at some point catastrophe stops being catastrophe and it becomes normal, uh, becomes normalized. And then that ends up changing the, the ways in which we consider different possible futures. Anyway. Um, other quick note, when she's sprinting across the ships, one of my actual favorite details is her initial jump off of the boat she's on, does destroy that boat. She <laughs> jumps with such force that that one gets destroyed. Well, yeah, that's true. So, but the rest
1: but of them But then also, fine.
2: yeah, all the ones in the middle are fine, she's and then the one that she lands on at light. the end... Don't worry about it. Is like... Uh-huh. And then angel, as it's, it's the... like
1: weaving through, is just like, every ship's going down, yes. down, down. That angel just all has to do is breathe on a ship, but it's... Yep, whoosh. uh-huh. Compass. Uh
0: It also, it leaps up onto one of the ships at one point, and is part of what brings her oh, down, which, yeah. is, which is sick. Like, it jumps... It's a big, weird, white whale monster. They land a big one. They land a (laughs) big one. They sure do.
3: They needed a bigger boat. They They didn't get one. They didn't get one. And so now like unit two gets fucking dragged through the ruined city Uh for like a good two, three minutes of just it getting rocked as it gets
0: pulled through the ruins. Two other small things in this fight, in this kind of set piece. One um, is that when she sees it, uh, Asuka in the dub says um, just like I expected. But in the subtitles, it says just like I hoped it would be, which is like a, one of a few translation differences I've I've written down here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think it's the same translator doing both of those. But it, I was like, oh, I want this subtitled version to be the, dubli- the dubbed uh, uh, dialogue here because her saying just like I hoped it would be is such a different thing than just like I expected. Because expected connotates a sort of like – prescience or like knowledge whereas hope suggests like oh no I want to show off I want there to be a big fight against something that's dramatic and scary looking to show how powerful I am um, which is what Asuka wants from this entire entire line of episodes is to like be the badass and to have the camera on her the second thing the second line that I focused on here that I liked a lot is there's a point at which uh, Gakiel who is the that is this this angel opens its mouth and you can see the core inside of it and Shinji says it's an angel after all and that opens up the possibility that Shinji is like, yeah, fish just got weird after second impact. <laughs> Shinji saw that thing swimming through the water, yeah. jumping up on the ship, and was like, I guess it could be an angel. We'll find out. And it's only when he sees that core that he's like, yes, that is what an angel is. Right. Um, and I like that little tiny could bit. Could be a baby fucking whale. <laughs> could be.
3: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot of Shinji reaching across Asuka in the cockpit. Like in awkward ways, so that he's all up on her body. It's awkward teen physical interaction stuff. M- mostly,
1: it's that stuff didn't not come across bad. egregious in a way that no. lots of other. Yeah, like that felt like more in line with the like setting up very clearly. These teens are going to be awkward yes. around one another in ways that you'd expect teens to be awkward as they're discovering sexuality and, 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 expl- and so there, that stuff like doesn't come across the, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it's more just like, oh yeah, of course this would happen when he's been shoved in this cockpit where there's really not anywhere for him to sit. Um, yeah. People and, growing up, gr- you know, this com- comes right after a scene where she, she, when she changed into her suit, you know, she has the what the, the line, why is it that why is it that all boys are such idiots and so horny all the time? Which you know. is a pretty good line. <laughs> right. Um, there is a version of that. And she doing acts as sort of like a, a wrecking ball for, for this episode.
0: For a lot of these episodes in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um also, Kaji bails somewhere in here. Kaji gets on a plane, there's like, peace, gotta go. Yeah. Don't
3: Literally think. just like hover like <laughs> and, just, and says hello. beach calls yeah. out.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh huh. I gotta VTOL's go deliver a out. thing. Peace. <laughs> there's a pizza? It's <laughs> the wrong spot.
0: Wrong yeah, I went to the wrong place. Sorry. Uh <laughs> they, he has our other pizza <laughs> from me <E3>. 3 <laughs> Um they Damn. beat it. They, you know, Misado has another brilliant plan. Someone wrote somewhere. I hate this. Our, our forms or in the Discord or sent to me personally, who could say, was like, Austin overestimates Misado's tactical brilliance. No.
3: She <laughs> is a genius. And what she's decided, She knows she's in a fucking TV show. She
1: does. She does. <laughs> oh, but
3: also the show knows this, too, because, like, the excha-
1: I wrote down this exchange where <laughs> with the general on the ship or whatever is like, that plan is insane fine. <laughs> and like, there's just enough of a beat for you as the audience member to laugh. Yes. Yeah. And then the character is just like, ah, fuck it. You made it this far. <laughs> like I actually enjoy, like, I don't know yep. if it's the show winking at this point, but I hope it is. Cause all I wanted after that was a continued escalation of Masato having what the show continues to dub insane plans over and over, and them always working out. There is one um, that... that this, sh- one is speci- this one is special, this <sighs> one especially, though, like, we're gonna take two ships and ram it into this motherfucker's mouth, and then they're gonna shoot and then explode? Yep. Just whatever. Sure, yep. fine. Yeah, Ava's the, gonna the open his sense mouth. of scale,
3: completely fungible in this. <laughs> who cares?
1: Like, who
0: cares? Like, How big's a battleship? As How as big big ne- a fucking
3: Ava? As who gives a shit? <laughs> it's as big as it needs <laughs> yep. to be.
0: It's fiction. Just fuck it up. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe they're prototype battleships, or they're a different size. It does could feel say? like put an X Sometimes on Ava is a t- it's twenty
3: fifteen. Like a- there aren't more prototype battleships, Austin. The UN is still here. They're building them. They're that we know they're there. They're not building battleships. They're an old technology. Nobody in twenty fifteen would be building new battleships. Jesus, tell that to the United like States. Often <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she often feels like she's running a and D campaign. oh percent. She's just like.
3: Yeah. Oh, just like uh, throwing it up for the GM, yeah, just like got
1: this. Like We're, so, I'm gonna shove two ships into the mouth and i like, roll the dice.
3: Roll, roll the dice, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think oh. we can agree that's a lock picking check. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 Exactly. Do I get my my uh, my mechanics bonus on this? Yeah. Just you have advantage. Roll the dice. You got a twenty. I have genius okay. skill, right. right? Which means
1: all my plans yeah. always work out. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> that's the perk I picked at the start of this. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and it does work work out because she's great Um, (laughs) and they blow the thing up and they they dock and they land and uh, they get off the ship this uh, is again a moment where um, is this the moment where where Toji and Kensuke are like Again, you know, uh, they they don't like Asuka. It's actually an important distinction. Despite thinking Asuka is super hot and despite some very creepy shit, which they're about to start doing.
3: yeah. Um, oh, my Lord.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll get there
3: uh, <laughs> in the next God. episode.
0: But they're like, yeah, when she gets off the boat because she has an attitude. And it's not
1: even justified. No. Like, I don't, no. like the only, the only like, I mean, there is a reading of it and this is that, oh, she's like the, like the first girl to shove their shit back yes. in their face. Yes. It was just why I, like, that th- I this might have been maybe one of my favorite episodes or my favorite episode of The Run because it immediately endeared me to Asuka as like, oh, this show has desperate, for a, a show with lots of characters who just kind of like to sit in the corner mm-hmm. and just grumble to themselves and then have to be, like, ex- their emotions extracted. And then when it does come out, boy, it's gross and messy and you need to work through your shit. Asuka, who also probably has lots to work out, yes, is, and she overcompensates huh. Huh. by acting this way. That said, it was refreshing to have someone that's just like "fuck you, fuck you," <laughs> or as Chris Evans is saying in the Ni- the Knives Out trailer today, "eat shit, eat shit, eat <laughs> shit, yes. eat shit." Didn't like shit, that trailer.
3: And, oh, fuck like, you, I'm I love just that going purely on faith with Ryan Johnson. Like, no, I'm sorry, and all the knives oh. are ridiculous, but okay. I, oh, there's all the knives. Something, something knives. It's an specific. Agatha Christie homage and ridiculous is the word as you're using. Uh, there's a specific way they keep constructing their sort of reaction to Asuka, which is, or the way she interacts with Shinji, where they're basically like, ah, it just isn't right. And it's this weird, like familiarity she has with him or this like ability to impose her physicality. On Shinji specifically, that they both have this kind of like, yeah, like reaction to, uh, that does like, I'm not entirely sure what it's meant to get across. There is something very ew, girls, gross about the two boys' reaction, but it also feels like there's something specific about the way Asuka is interacting. And the way she sort of imposes herself on other people that freaks them out in a unique way.
1: Well, she she acknowledges that she's a woman and has breasts, right. which is like different than like the way other women. Like she's more like there are lines later where she just talks about her body in True. a way that like yep. unnerves them and feels that's, that's And Masato like, oh, the sees show is... them as
3: kids and doesn't talk that way.
1: Right. Well, yeah. And like that's like part of the show where I'm like, oh, it's being smart about inserting a character like this where she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I got boobs. She makes a joke about whether they'd get bigger in heat, yes, and it's like, yeah. yeah, that's like a like a smart way to like expose the uncomfortableness of these boys, or in that case, to Shinji. Shinji but, yeah, 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 um, totally,
0: totally. There is, there is Oscar defense club right here. Like, I, <laughs> there, there is. I mean, so the show is building I'm all in. a binary. I'm all in on Oscar. Uh, like, the show builds that binary between Ray and Oscar. That is like a key part of it. Of Shinji, you know, like trying to understand what he, who he is. Is he more of an Oscar? Or, or array? Does he like Oscar or Ray more? It's obviously a very key part of like what yep. the show is trying to un- do around what, like different forms of femininity look like. Um, again, there is the there is the cultural like binary that it's trying to set up around. Like th- Western women are loud and imposing, and Japanese women are quiet, demure, and you know uh, obedient. Right? Like that is the ray that is the Oscar Ray spectrum that they're that they're setting up. There are times when the show does a great job of then deconstructing that binary, and there are many times where it just kind of lets it hang yeah. <laughs> and be like, here they are, pick your favorite. Who is your waifu? Who is your 14 year old waifu fandom? And it fucking Jesus. sucks. Mm. Kata, you had one more thing here before we move on.
2: Uh, had you heard, well, just on the note of like that, the trio of kids, uh, the like uh, super ego, ego id stuff with them.
0: With the three? With the three main. What's the breakdown? What's their. Uh, Asuka's I mean,
2: the id. Sure. Right. Shinji's ego um, and Ray superego. ego. Super-
0: yeah, I could see that that breakdown that maps. Right.
2: And I well, and also Ana is... was deep into
0: psycho psychoanalysis exactly. in this moment. Yeah.
2: And which also kind of tracks with the difference in tone and pacing in these episodes, where Asuka's kind of the focus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where before, like when it's all like focused on Shinji up until seven, and then when we switch over to this, like the pacing is faster. There, um, you don't get the like. All the all the stuff we talked about cinematography and slowly, mm-hmm. like you know, introspection and all that is like gone from these episodes specifically. Yeah, because they're the. It feels like it's focusing on her and her uh, way of being, and, and introducing that into the into the mix.
0: Yeah, I think that's a smart, a smart analysis. I think like there is something structural happening there where it's like to keep up with her energy. Yeah, the show becomes an action show primarily and does become like less reflective, right. less less critical, less less um, philosophical. There's still bit, bits and moments of that yeah. stuff, and then it comes uh, back around, including Ray right. stuff, obviously. Right? right, those are the moments that kind of inject it. But
2: and then it comes back around once we're past introducing those specific characters yes. and we're looking at the. The whole later... In yeah, the
0: later that's kind of, of why I end up liking some of the later stuff a little bit more. Yeah. So,
1: uh, before the show hold, wraps... Hold on. I, can, can we... Can we settle... We've said, like... It's Asuka. Three different ways to pronounce this the, woman's name. Yeah, it's, can we, it's Asuka. I, I need to, but like Because I didn't know, Asuka? so I was just going to take the lead, yeah, so I it's, wanted... No, it's Asuka? in
0: Japanese, like, Kensuke, Asuka... There is a little Asuka. bit of a U, but that U is not, it's not Asuka, even though you would you would wrote, the the Romanized version of that would be Asuka, but in Japanese, you don't need to pronounce that U very strongly. So instead of Kensuke, you can be Kensuke. Kensuke. Kensuke, or Asuka, Asuka. Uh, or just Asuka is fine. Like when you hear people-
1: So I've been, yeah, I wrote Ah uh, and then Ska, because yeah. I was like, um, that's the other way I'm going to remember it. Um, Asuka.
0: Like the Japanese verb to be, desu. You wouldn't say desu. You desu, just go des like you the you kind of fades off. It's kind of a weird pronunciation thing, but the easiest way, Asuka, is fine. Um, before the episode wraps, we find we get Kaji arriving for the lore dump of the episode, which is he has a big box uh that he delivers to Gendo in in Gendo's mm-hmm. mystery palace. And uh in that that box has like a, a radiation symbol on it, and inside of that box is uh it's also like a big weird industrial like hard case basically um and inside of it is an embryo and the quote is this is as far as the restoration has proceeded although it's encased in solidified bakelite it's alive we're certain of it uh and then uh Gendo says human instrument human instrumentality programs integral component and Kaji says correct or maybe it's the other way around maybe one of them says the other way um. Correct, the first human being. This is Adam. So. What? Yeah, we're getting some more lore. They got okay. Adam. That's the package. That's the special thing. They kind of tease you in a sense mm-hmm. and make you think Asuka or Unit you know, 2 is the thing that needs to be delivered, but no, it is this weird... Embryo, mm-hmm. small bean, small bean.
2: Wonder what that angel was after.
0: Yeah, who who could say what that angel was trying to get? Maybe yeah. it was, maybe it was Adam.
1: Um, <laughs> maybe he could have just left earlier, so all those people and those ships didn't die. Maybe
0: he should have just gone immediately. Yeah. Why even put yeah. it on a boat? Seems like he didn't have he to stick around.
2: <laughs> um, well, because they're trying to be secret, right? Yes. Yeah, it, it's supposed to. His traveling is supposed to be directly correlated with Oscar traveling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I get it. They
0: And also so you can have all those scenes. But I'm just saying, as a tactician, I would have put him <laughs> on a plane
3: immediately. Rob? And then I was just going to say, the very end of the episode, if you, like me, were kind of Hoping this wasn't going to also be a high school anime. Oh, no. <laughs> boy, were those hopes fucking dashed oh, yeah, in dude. the final minute of this episode mm-hmm. uh-huh. where it's like, okay, like, okay, we've established now he has relations with relationships with these dudes outside school. There's friends. Cool. Fine. Whatever. Now it's like, no, we're going back to the classroom. Mm-hmm. Damn. Good thing that annoying Asuka girl is gone and we will never see her again. What could possibly go wrong? Oh shit. It's the new student. It's Asuka writing her name on the board. And there she is. And welcome all to hell, kids.
0: Yep. Um, the next episode, again, uh, uh, an episode focused on the new arrival, is called Mind Matching Moment in the new translation, or originally in Japanese, Moment and Heart Together, or both of you dance like you want to win. It is, <laughs> this is like an iconic episode in the fandom. Um, It has, I think, one of the coolest sequences and also opens with one of the worst sequences, one that I'd completely forgotten about at the beginning of of my rewatch here. Um, And it's one that just like glossed past as if it's not a big deal in any way at all. It opens with a series of candid photos. You kind of just go from shot to shot um, that are taken by Kensuke of Asuka around the school campus. Uh, including many shots of the girl's locker room, uh, including mm-hmm. her being undressed and other girls being undressed. And they're selling those photos for 30 yen each to other to other students. Uh, it sucks and is not remarked upon I, in had re- any way. I had to
1: rewind it to be like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I must have missed like a like a like a bit and then it's like oh no nope, nope, that's that's what's okay. happening uh-huh. yep, that's just the thing
3: there's this weird thing about so there's like childhood as we actually experience it. And then there's the weird idea of childhood as like pop culture tends to reflect it back to us and often on a delayed timeline. Right. We get this like for kids of a certain generation, like we grew up ingesting a lot of content about like boomer childhoods and like, ah, that's, that's what childhood is. Kids growing up today encounter like these sort of like, uh, fantastical ideas of like what eighties childhoods were like. Uh, which, Look at Stranger Things. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. There's this weird thing. Like, I think about Back to the Future and its introduction of Martin McFly's dad, George McFly, as basically being a peeping Tom. Uh, there is this weird thing in, like, I feel like it was really pervasive in, like, the 80s and 90s, where there was this idea that, oh, back in the day, like, of course, like, kids peeped on girls right and left. And, yeah, like really privacy invading stuff was just stuff that boys got up to boys will be and boys. that's that's mm-hmm. part of childhood, and it's so it's really jarring, like the weird thing is. That stuff was always gross, and I was never like, oh, yeah, that's – I guess as a dude, that's what I should be doing. But also it didn't strike me as discordant in like Back to the Future when like that's the introduction of the character. Like, oh, he's kind of a pervy loser. But you don't think like, no, actually he's kind of a sex offender and like should probably be under arrest (laughs) Mm -hmm. rather than like Marty being like, got to help this – we're not yeah. gonna get in the back of the future. We can't get in the back of the future. We're not gonna get the thing. There is a there is a normalizing
0: quality to it because if even because what it is doing is making normal something so far off the off the deep end of like what it's yeah. framing as like loser perviness that other what you would think of as lesser, you know, less indictable offenses are then completely normal that like it, it it produces women as sexualized objects at this far movie cinematic end. And the if there is a connection to the way that then women are treated for real, it's all of these microwaves that are never as big as like a Porky's movie or not never are often that still like there are men for whom lines of privacy and personal boundaries are completely ignored. This is not a thing that only exists in movies, but what is, what is more true is that like in the messy coming of age story of our own personal lives, the reality is that becoming uh, a a kind of a sexual subject is way more complicated than messy. Um, But when it's done under the, in a culture in which stuff like Marty McFly peeping on on uh, I forget the mom's name in that you know whatever whatever her name yeah. is uh, or not Marty sorry 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 Marty's dad um, or these boys taking candid photos taking taking like shitty creepy yeah. uh, uh, you know uh, non consensual photos of these girls uh, literally naked without uh, and then selling them produces a world in which oh okay masculinity is about looking at women without their consent naked and being happy about that. That is a good thing to do. And so like it's not that surprising that we live in a world where our like laws around revenge porn are still fucked or that we live in a – you know what I mean? Like stuff like that is – is—is it's not a one to two to three, but it is – there is like a, a sort of production of a certain type of ideology around set women's bodies, around sexualized bodies and who has access and stuff like that.
3: And I think it's also really fascinating that even as they do this, as we are basically given the montage of this little sideline business, oh, those scamps, so resourceful, running a little business, uh, a little grift uh, at the school, (laughs) wouldn't want to think they're shallow, though. So as they're selling these photos, they are also passing judgment on the people buying them. And the subject of the photos. Uh So they're being like, man, these people just keep wanting these photos of this girl. If only they knew what a piece of shit she is. Like, she's just so (laughs) worse. She's, you know, she's good looking, but they don't realize, like, how ugly she is on the inside. Yeah. And so is this weird, like, okay, so not only are they uh, being really invasive and, like, exploitative, but also, we have to make clear that they're still good, sensitive boys. And the fact they are selling these photos of Asuka shouldn't be read as they're just horny for Asuka. They've got depth. They've got, they are, they're people you could root for. You know, they're, they're your friends. It's just
2: a way to make money. They're, they've got no investment in this.
0: Right. There's no, yeah. <laughs> there's a disinterest. <laughs> Fuck off. Jesus. Um, It it extra sucks because there are moments in this series of episodes in which the show does want to show, does want to focus in on that messier, real feeling of becoming uh, an adult and starting to have feelings, starting to have sexual feelings. And like, there are moments when that stuff doesn't feel as, like, exploitative or as uncritical as the sequence does.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, Asuka teases teases Shinji, uh, but is like, you know, I get the my read on Asuka through this set of episodes, and it's a it's a growing Wait. read as this, as stuff happens. Is this
2: before or after the Ray bit?
0: That goes to meet Ray okay, after okay, that. Okay. Um, uh, but through the set of episodes, one of the things that I've come to like remember about Asuka is that she is someone for whom attention is affection, um, both in terms of receiving and giving, um, and so. Again and again, like all of her insults to Shinji, all of her like teasing of him, much of it sucks. You know, it's a lot of like emasculating him. It's a lot of like, why don't you grow balls, etc. But the perspective that she has, and I think this becomes more and more clear as the shows, as the stuff goes on, uh, is just like the fact that she's interested in him as a person is like interested in giving any of her time to him is the highest compliment she can, she knows how to pay a person um, because it is kind of what she is looking for also, which, you know, life builds you a certain way. She goes to meet Ray. Um, uh, She meets Ray by standing on top of a big concrete planter next to another escalator, (laughs) um, which again, I don't know where they're getting all these escalators, Um, but she's like literally standing a full human body height higher than Ray looking down um and Ray does not want to talk to her because Ray is heads down in the school book, um and just like busy with her own shit is not interested in being friends. Ray didn't come here to make friends, you know. <laughs> Ray came here to win. <coughs> Ray came here to yeah, do whatever. She basically whatever said that Gendo is <laughs> yeah. ordered to. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. If Gendo, Gendo f- orders yeah, me, yeah. If, 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 if Gendo orders me, I'll be your friend. Um, we cut to Kaji embracing Ritsuko from behind. Uh, and they
3: uh huh. What's up, Rob? You got some eye? You yeah. Just so there's a lot here. Uh, yeah. He's just embracing her from behind, kind of groping uh-huh. uh huh. ago at that moment, and you're like, okay, so are they a thing? Like, are they together now? And no, that's nope. just him catching up with an old friend uh-huh. and being like, hey, you know, we both know that you're into me, right? And it's just, again, just another gross Kaji moment where – and like Ritsuko again kind of rolls her eyes at it and dismisses it, which I think is, again, sort of the – sort of um, modeling behavior element of media like this. Ritsuko as a competent – a woman who we are again and again told is sort of competent – and collected and a mature woman in a way like Misato is not, for instance. Mm -hmm. The way she handles it is, oh, just ignore him. Don't pay any attention to that. doesn't mean anything. Which, again, is this way of justifying what Kaji does by saying that, oh, these actions have no way. You just need to know that's how Kaji is. Right.
0: I mean, I think that there is, again, a version of this that – um, models both reactions, both Misato and and uh, Ritsuko's reactions to him and management of him as, like, here are two strategies that women use uh, against, like, shitty, creepy guys who are being, like, sexually abusive, right? Or who, who, are, who are harassing them, who are touching them. Uh, and with Ritsuko, it's, like, the smile and nod method of, like, this is going to end. And it is going. I'm like going. She also to, engages
1: in like some ver, like verbal barbs. Yeah, with that, exactly. Right? As sort of like a disarming mechanism.
0: Yep, exactly that. Whereas in a basically
1: to buy her buy herself time to get out of the situation. Yes,
0: where and and we end up seeing a similar situation with Misato later, um, in which it is both verbal but also physical, where she is literally making space, which we'll get to. Um, they're in the middle of the, of some bickering, uh, an angel arrives. And we get a, actually one of the best shots in the sequence in this episode, which is just Ramiel's corpse is still in the city and they're like deconstructing it with cranes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I so badly wish we got more of that. I so badly wish we got more like, here Nerve is breaking down the angel and trying to study it and all that stuff. I would have loved an arc just about that here. Um, but the uh, the... Angel is like a big weird one that kind of looks like one of the first ones that we saw again. Uh, It's called uh, Israfel. Um, And the Avers get flown in uh, and they're going to try to fight it outside of the city. Um, They're going to fight it 2v1. Asuka wishes she could fight alone uh, because she wants to show off. Um, She does her trademark maneuver of hopping from one thing to another, destroying them below as she hops from one <laughs> half-sunken city or you know uh, a skyscraper to another, uh, and then finally splits this giant angel in two, it's kind of humanoid shape in two, with a spear or a sword or something. Uh, but... Um, spear. I think it's a spear. I'm pretty sure it's a spear. Yeah. Uh, instead of dying, it splits into two bipedal angels Um, Misato yells no fair that's cheating and we get a really great cut (laughs) she goes no fair that's cheating crushes her headset has a heated gaming moment throws the headset and then it cuts in a way that is – it is like a real coming to an end in a in, – if you're showing a video – like a video and like makes that clipping sound and like it goes bright and white for a second. It's really a cool cut because it reveals that they're like watching game tape. It's like – it's Monday morning. You've – you know, you come back from the game. Things didn't go good. Didn't go well. You know, you got the Telestrator out. <laughs> you're like, okay, what could, we, what could we do different next week? Um, there are two of amma- them
3: spiked into they the are, ground. It's so good. They're literally
0: spiked. No, they were dunked first. on. Yeah. They
1: were dunked, literally
0: <laughs> dunked into the ground, into the ocean.
1: I felt like a monster from space jam. <laughs> took, the, took these Ava's <clears throat> and just dunked. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, like it's, it did so. And like, we have no, not to, to this point in the show, the Avas have shown no like distinct personality. Like for all we know, they could be like, Controlled in some sort of hive mind. Like, I mean, they have distinct personalities, but it's not overt in a way that um, you could give it, like, sort of humanistic personality traits that we, we normally characterize the man. But, like, this specific – I'm going to take these Ava's like an action figure uh-huh. and just put their heads into the ground. <laughs> I want HQ to know that yeah. I am insulting that I am insulted <laughs> with this attack upon me. Yep. Was uh, – ext- Extremely funny. It's so funny.
0: Um, we get a moment of uh we you know Asuka and Shinji are bickering about whose fault it is. Uh Fuyutsuki, who is like the second in command dude, the kind of gray haired guy who's always with Gendo, like gets mad. He's like, we're never gonna win if these kids are like this. I'm like, motherfucker, they're 14. 14 year olds <laughs> fight. Like, you're gonna have to deal with this yeah. for a little bit. Like, I get it, but um um because they can't fight it. Nerve uses an N2 mind to incinerate them, um, to incinerate the angels, but that only stops them temporarily. N2 mines end up being a big such
3: a good detail. What? Go ahead. They also, like, yeah, they used an N2 mine, so I'm gonna have to redraw all the maps again. Yes. Like, when an N2 mine goes, it deforms the world yes. and leaves, like, a flooded crater in its wake. So, like, every time they blow an N2 mine, they're basically – the implication seems to be they're also cutting into what little habitable space they have left.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: exactly. N2 mines are obviously the like – the the nuclear equivalent. I mean they're not nuclear. Yeah. That is what uh, N2, N2, N2 means. Stands for, okay. N2 stands for non-nuclear. Um, but it is as powerful as a nuclear weapon is. So it's like we can have a huge explosive force but not create radioactive um, uh, fallout that ruins the planet even further than just the local area. Um, And also N2 stuff shows up again in in another episode coming up. So the N2 mine stops them but does not, or or pauses them but does not stop them completely. It doesn't kill them. Uh, They're kind of you know, repairing themselves, healing themselves for another fight. And in that time, that gives them a week. Gives them one week to get Shinji and Asuka past their bickering, to sync them up, to make them drift compatible, um, <laughs> and there's a plan for it. Uh, in fact, there's Dear a. Guillermo del
2: Toro a... saw this episode and made. And yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like,
0: and I'm going to make Pacific Rim. Um, there's a great moment where it's kind of like the bills come, like chickens come home to roost. Right, Misato is like. Cov- her desk is covered in paperwork and bills and invoices covered in you know huge red circles and like big black bold underlines and it's like yeah the UN needs us to pay for the shit that happened to their boats and the Japanese defense force, you know, it's <laughs> that thing with the gun. And it's just like, all right, like the bureaucracy has caught up to them. Whatever they're like licensed to steal, whatever the fuck they want is, it still comes with a price tag attached. And they have a big budget, but the budget isn't that big. And the only way to get more money and the only way to get out of these messes and to kind of get that free pass again is to show why they are the ones that can do this. And that means killing these fucking angels. Um, and, It turns out Ritsuko shows up with a has a plan. Except it's not her plan; it's Kaji's plan. And she produces a little cassette tape. Um, There's another bad translation here that I really dislike in this conversation. Um, Bad translation. I don't mean that the translation is bad because again, I don't know what the I don't know the Japanese. But the the dub versus the subtitle. The dub is um, uh, I know what they want. They want us to fight the angels in Tokyo Three, and it's delivered. And to some degree, this is voice acting direction too. It's delivered like they want to fight the angels in Tokyo three. Like, okay. Almost as if they want to fight the angels, which are in Tokyo three is the way the line is delivered. But the subtitle makes, makes it much clearer, which is, uh, Misato is, is saying what they want us to do. And it's, if you're going to fight, do it in Tokyo three, which is such a more clear thing, right? It's like, right. Oh, don't put the rest of Japan under threat. If you're going to, if you're going to fucking fight, do it in your own backyard. Uh, and the dub doesn't really convey that very clearly in the delivery. Um, so the plan is that Asuka's going to move in with Shinji and that they're going to sync up and do a bunch of training exercises to choreograph a dance number slash fight sequence. <laughs> Um Wait, they was
1: Dance Dance Revolution out at the time of this was this Patrick I do have, DDR? A note. I have a
0: note here this is Patrick does the DDR connect does the DDR content connect you to this episode or is the game they're playing too close to twister for you
1: <laughs> No I mean yes it's closer to it's it's somewhere in between but I I actually was like deeply curious about where this fell in the DDR timeline I guess cuz DDR It was what uh, late '90s, like arcades came to the U.S.
0: Right? So when is the first no Japan? So
1: it's I think the U.S. the U.S. imported U.S. arcades imported Japanese DDR machines because Konami USA could not get their shit together on license. They didn't know whether they wanted to license Japanese tracks or do American tracks like disco shit. So like American Mm -hmm. DDR didn't come along for a long ass time. Um, ninety. You went to like a game works you could play. Ninety eight was the first. That's DDR. the start of DDR. Yeah, so wow. this predates okay, DDR. Right. My
0: my question, I, okay, were there other dance games at that point? Because I know like the Bimani series was already probably happening. There were music games by then. Yeah, like, Beatmania Beat Beat Pro- was out.
1: probably not enough to probably not enough to influence the production of of this. this yeah, but I would be curious if someone like because I didn't get interested in music rhythm games until Bimani became a thing. Right. So if someone and there were rhythm and music based games before that. I would curious if anyone knows any specific inspiration for that scene or if it's just Twister, which would right, electronic, which right. would also just yeah. makes sense. Like Simon,
0: <laughs> Simon Twister, basically. Right. Like right. Simon says yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, It's
1: great, though. I love it because it makes I was like, I don't understand <laughs> how this is supposed to help. It syncs it, it them up. It makes me laugh. You know? So I'll give. It, um, sure. Uh huh.
0: Yeah. Um. The there's a big dinner sequence where Toji, Kensuke, Kensuke and uh, Hikari show up um, to deliver their homework and then like stay for food, I think. Um, And again, there's this moment where they open the door and see Asuka and, and Shinji both wearing the same clothing. And it's like a loose fitting t-shirt and like a one piece underneath. Right. Um, And the, and Kensuke says um, in the dub, he says, you two are dressed like a couple again, that rubs me the wrong way. But in the subtitle, it's You Two Are Wearing Matching Outfits Again That Rubs Me the Wrong Way. And those mean different things. Yeah. One of those is like, ugh, I don't like the two of you are associating, but the two of you are wearing matching outfits can be a much broader subtextual field that you could dive into. There's an ocean of subtext <laughs> of Kensuke looking at Shinji, dressed like Asuka, and being like, uh mm, this is making me feel some things I'm not sure about." Right? Am I am I wrong in that analysis?
2: I think you're right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> makes sense to me.
0: Uh, they're having trouble. They're not. They're not meshing. Asuka blames they're not meshing on Shinji. At which point, Ray is uh, Misato is like, "All right, you don't have to do it. Ray, go. You know, you can go ahead and do it uh, instead." And Asuka's like, "Yeah, right. They're not gonna mesh." And then they extremely sync up perfectly out the gate.
1: Oh, th- this is two players mm-hmm. doing maniac difficulty on DDR <laughs> yeah. and just crushing it <laughs> right next to each other. They're putting their arms on the back. Oh, like, yeah, they're <laughs> uh, bar there. <laughs> yeah. They're not jumping around because the moment you jump around, you're giving yourself too much space. Right. If you're gonna hit those things together. You use the bar to keep yourself. In sp- there you go. It was good.
0: There you go. They're pros. It was uh, Oscar can't stand to see it. Um, she shouts at them. She He's starts to break into tears. She runs away embarrassed, and Shinji is like, "All right, I'm going to keep doing my work here." Until Hikari, who again is class president, she says, "You better go chase her down." And Shinji's like, Shinji straight up goes like, "Why?" Yes. <laughs> Which is so good. <laughs>
2: She's like, "What?"
0: Um, and Hikari says,
1: "These are good character moments. I, I liked this little interaction though mm-hmm. because that's where I find like better understood Asuka as a character. I was like, "Oh, like for as much as my attraction to her as like a counter personality is like oh this is where the rub comes in yeah. is that it's 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 a front in in a certain way I mean, certainly there's there's a core to it that is true right. but how much of this is like a defensive or, or rather an offensive front that is then covering up some like other insecurities that she's dealing with and then Shinji like his response to being like what I do like is both. Like, it's like a very yeah. accurate teenage response yep. to like, I didn't do shit. Yeah. Like, I don't want to um, do it. It's like, well, you, you did, it. and you but you but didn't. You did, and yeah. it's like, but, like, you don't have the emotional maturity to understand like what just happened here. So like, it was one of those moments where in a series of episodes that constantly falls on its face, like this specific sequence I thought was like done really well in illustrating like the lives of teenagers yeah. and like a lot of the hypocrisies within. Yeah
0: um a lot of like you know what everyone's got a lot of growing up to do mm-hmm. so to do it he meets her at a convenience store where she is getting <laughs> beer what is she getting I, is she getting beer from this place am i wrong Anyway, she's getting. I don't think a they'd sandwich. Had the kids
1: drink beer yet in the show. Right,
0: but I think if one of them was gonna, it would be Oscar. Yeah, Oscar has six oh, six sure. keggers. She
1: has a, she fake, a fake ID.
0: <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. A hundred. She yeah, absolutely. She made it herself yes. too. Yeah, she's she 3D a pro. Printed that shit.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, again, a true zoomer. Uh, um, she gets either beer or soda or whatever, and a sandwich, uh, and. Um, Shinji she's like what are you doing here and Shinji kind of was like uh hey what's up um and they end up going someone told me to yeah, come here and do this someone someone insisted i do this um and they end up going onto a, a nearby rooftop which is accessible because no one puts leashes on these kids i guess i don't know um and uh, uh they have a heart to heart right and uh, Asuka actually says something that's very close to what Ray said when uh, Shinji first asked Ray why she pilots. And Asuka says, I know what to do. Actually, I think she says this down in the convenience store, actually. She says, I know what to do. All I have left is being an Ava pilot. Um, I'll do it. Um, and then it cuts to the rooftop sequence. And she is drinking. She's throwing them back, looking out into the sunset. <laughs> and she goes, we'll show them. Misato and Rei will be totally blown away by how good we are. And Shinji says, this isn't about impressing people. And she says, why aren't you more gung-ho about this? Be a man for once. I'll show them. They're going to pay. No one gets away with taking a shot at me like that. And Shinji looks up at her in that moment and smiles. um, And is like in admiration of her spirit and her attitude. Um, And I really like Shinji starting to make sense of who she is and finding something admirable in her. Even as she is like flinging insults at him and is kind of (laughs) like, okay, okay okay, you're a person, you're complicated. I know that this is you stepping up to the plate and like pushing through some fucking shit and you're gonna, you and I, are gonna get through this thing together even if we bicker at it the whole way through. Um,
1: also, I need to listen as opposed yes. to- yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, like, you know, think back to his interaction with like Ray and t- t- asking her to smile. Like rather than like pressing his desire or like what she should do, it's more- him being reactionary in the way that you should do when you're trying to understand someone yeah. as they work through some shit. Totally.
0: Um we get a synchroniz- synchronization montage of them doing like their training. It's it the music that plays during this sounds like it's an action, it's like advertising an action block in the late 1970s or 80s, like <laughs> this Sunday. Like on, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, totally. This Sunday on CBS. You know, John Rambo. <laughs> da, 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 Anyway, um, and then the show gets real horny again. Uh, Asuka leaves the shower. It, the the Her towel almost comes down. She ends up crawling back out of another room with just like the most aggressive, like top down shot from like she's crawling forward. The shot is forward, but it's looking down her shirt um, as her boobs hang out. Um, and it again is like, I, <sighs> there are parts of this whole sequence that I actually like in terms of showing these characters as vulnerable and confused, but it kicks off on this double shot of like, huh? Huh? Isn't she hot? Don't you? mm? Am I right? Mm-hmm. And it sucks. And it's, I think it's as bad as the show is so far at this stuff. Um, and it doesn't need to be. It does. I don't think it gains anything from this. Honestly, have the door open show that she's in a towel, and then just show me Shinji's face, right? Like, just show me Shinji being like, oh my god, I don't know what to do with these feelings. Right. I don't need to see the 14-year-old's boobs. I don't need to at all. Ugh. Um, It comes up that Misato is out that night, basically. It's just the two kids. She drags a bunch of bedding into another room, and she's like, fucking finally, I can get some peace and quiet. I get my own (laughs) bedding.
3: Now, there's a weird thing she says here. She, As she stands at the doorway, she's yeah. like, this door is the wall of Jericho. Uh-huh. And the yeah. funny thing is I've heard that exact line in that exact context from an old romantic comedy uh, huh. called uh, It Happened One Night with Clark Gable and uh, – god, is it Irene Dunn? Um, but it's a – that's the only place I've heard it, but it is such a direct. That's so weird. Like, echoing of that iconic scene in a romantic comedy, that to me this felt like this felt like it had to be reference, huh. um, because like the context in that movie is there too. Uh, he like Clark Gable is sort of your intrepid reporter type, and he falls in on this runaway heiress, and they're traveling incognito, and. Several nights they have to stay at a motel, and the solution to making sure that's proper is to hang a sheet on right. a uh, laundry line across the middle of the room. But her initial response is, I, "How do I know if I'm safe with you?" Um, and his response is, uh, "You have my word, uh, you know, as a gentleman, that this this is as strong as the wall of Jericho." And so this whole scene, like to me, that that immediately became a moment where, like, is this. I've never heard that saying anywhere else, so to me it felt probably referential to this, like, really famous uh, romance, which was kind of weird.
0: It is almost certainly (laughs) a reference, right? It's such a a specific phrasing. I've never – yeah.
3: And I think it does help me maybe put my finger on, I guess, the things I don't like about this episode. mm -hmm. It's deploying romantic comedy – and and just romantic – tropes right and left like the entire idea of well go after her like how many scenes have we seen where like the romantic hero needs to be told hey dummy like pursue the girl who who you've upset right but I think at least in a lot of those stories there's at least a plausible justification that the romantic hero has done something wrong and has some kind of relationship where her emotional well-being is somehow like in the context of this plot, his responsibility he needs to take sort of some sort of like weird ownership or responsibility as a person for her feelings. Right. What's weird here is none of that exists. There's no, like, actually, Shinji has no reason to go after her. He didn't do anything. He was going through a drill with Ray. He didn't like set out to show her up. Asuka is going through her own thing. Mm-hmm. And then, for the purposes of this episode, it's about her connection with Shinji. Through this contrived, um, you know, sink rate or uh, whatever right, the Pacific right, right. Rim drift compatibility, drift compatibility. test uh-huh. is. Yeah. And, and so to me, that's just like hammers at home now where the, there's this fraught moment uh in the night before the battle where they're alone in the apartment. And it just doesn't land with me. Like these things are all like it is deploying – So many romantic tropes and then implying all the sexual tension. But when the show has deployed sexuality, particularly this episode, it's been creepy about it and weird. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of their emotional connection, it doesn't actually justify one. It just sets up the story beats where those things have existed in other media and then sort of fills in the blank with a trope. The irony of it is I think this
0: sequence, well, I don't not maybe not the whole sequence again. I, I think it kicks off in a really bad bad way, but I think there are parts of it that play if they come after the rest of this episode or a couple of future episodes, once there is already like, a friendship between these two characters. There's a particular moment uh, a few episodes from now where Asuka says something mean-spirited but in a soft way that reveals a sort of connection to Shinji that would have set the stage for this in a way that would have felt genuine. But it wants to, like, jump quickly to this sexual tension before I even really know who Asuka is or why she would find any attraction to Shinji at all, right? Or vice, Even vice versa, outside of the show sexualizing her as a character um, or as a, as a, you know, sexualizing her body specifically. Um, she – the two of them go to bed. He's sleeping in the other room. He's not sleeping in the other room. He's awake listening to the song again, Listening, which I did not look up, by the way, mm. what that song was, That like episode 25. Or, you don't hear it this time. No, you don't. Um, Uh, She gets up to go to the bathroom. He fakes being asleep. She collapses into the same futon as him uh, facing him. He begins to look at her and then moves in to kiss her her sleeping body. Uh, And then Mm. as he does it, the tape. Her, his his tape player begins his walkman begins to rewind itself. It hits the end of the thing. It rewinds itself. It clicks and makes a loud beeping noise, and then it cuts to him sleeping on the floor and her taking the whole futon mattress. Um, Wait,
3: did yes. you did you forget the thing that actually stops him? Oh, from kissing you're right.
0: Him? Yeah, I did forget. I should have looked at my notes. Listen, I watched this last yeah. night. Uh, she yeah, starts. Uh, she starts. She's tearing up and is whimpering the word "mommy."
3: Um, which is like the first. Go ahead. So to me, like it's a little weird. And it's the, that it's infantilizing her at this really like hypersexualized, yes. yeah, 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 not moment necessarily, but certainly the episode, Se- like sequence, literally moment. Yeah. yeah, like this in the establishing shot for the sequence where she's now like crawled into his bed, like it makes damn sure, like you know, hey, look at her breasts, mm-hmm. and like it's very like it shoots her that way, and then. Then we transition to this moment where the end result, I think, is kind of sweet. So he's sort of leaning in and, uh, you know, she sort of murmurs, uh, you know, mommy and is tearing up a little bit. And the problem is in the context of that exact moment, it's creepy and infantilizing. But it does. The thing I like is the next moment where he is now cut to he is sleeping by himself. And he sort of remarks on this. You're just a kid. You're, you know, like you don't know me. any better than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of this like I do like that moment because it is the moment where officially now he's no longer going to be bowled over by Asuka quite as much. Like, she's an assertive personality. But there's no longer this notion that Oh, she's not a she's not a kid. That she isn't one of them. She's not uh, dealing with the same sort of displacement and isolation that Ray and particularly Shinji are suffering from, like she is, it's just it's coming across in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is probably a moment where I think again
0: there's a much larger conversation to be had about the translation. But I think in this conversation around the sexualization of children, sexualization of, of these like fourteen year old characters, it's worth bringing up. In this moment, that the translator from this version, which is a guy named uh, Dan Kanemitsu, uh, who was hired by – not by Netflix, but by Studio Kara, which is the studio that is in control of Evangelion at this point. He is their translator. He's worked on, uh, I think, a couple of the the Rebuild movies, maybe all three. Um, he work on the original as well? I don't think he worked on the original. No. Uh, That was a mis- that was a misunderstanding of that tweet that was going around, uh, one okay. of many that, that spread <laughs> through the world yeah. in that opening salvo of, of takes around Ava on Netflix. Um, but he is someone who has very strong opinions about sexualizing children in, in comics and anime. Um, In fact, there is a Vice news story in which he is quoted uh, about the kind of debate uh, in Japan um, around whether or not manga and doujin that has children in it. If if showing drawn characters in sexual situations should also be counted as child pornography. Uh, I'm just going to read from this Vice story. And again, we should just do a content warning at the top for this, Kato. Um, uh, I'm going to find it here. So there's an ongoing debate. That's like the, the big thing here, is right? Child pornography illegal in Japan. The question of should manga and anime and fan works be considered child pornography is the bigger question. Uh, Don Kanemitsu, a manga translator, said that the U.N. spokesperson had mixed, quote, reality with fiction, quote – there is no such thing as manga and anime child pornography, uh, he told The Guardian. Child pornography entails the involvement of children, and must and we must confront it for that reason. Um, the uh, he, he kind of goes on to say, I think many people will see the logic of protecting free speech as long as no actual people are harmed. Um, and the idea of like – I think there's a conversation to have around free speech and artistic depiction – of of bodies and sex but like the firm there is no such thing as is is bad uh and it's not a thing that like he that is not just like a one-off thing he said once he has like a whole there's like writing on this this is a topic of interest for him the idea that like uh you can't first you first they come for the underage drawn porn then they come for the rest of your free speech uh (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, dog. Uh, I'm trying to find the. When I went
1: deep down, I went deep down these rabbit holes. I did a whole series of features for Kotaku years ago about uh, when Nintendo was caught up in a bunch of um, controversies. Even though I think they were well within the right on what they were doing in games like Xenoblade Chronicles, in which they were changing characters who, in the Japanese right. version, were uh, listed, I believe, as like 13 or 14, and then uh, there'd be costumes you could put them in, like battle costumes. Um, there were like really skimpy, revealing um swimwear. And then Nintendo was just like, all right, well, what if we just made them 17? Yeah. And then, you know, it's that that feels better. Um, and they did a lot of stuff uh like that for for Fire Emblem uh as as well. Um so if are like interested in topics like this, like I interviewed a bunch of localizers that were like talked through how they have conversations with like Japanese creators yep. and like bridge these cultural gaps over Uh, A lot of times, it's actual just conversations with the creators. It's not like they just switch the number, and you know, um, you know that's still makes you know how Japanese culture views that complicated, um, especially from our perspective. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot, and especially when you talk to fans that use the the first, you know, the quote unquote first amendment argument, free speech argument. It's boy, you go, yeah, you go to some weird places really Mm -hmm. quickly. If you start taking that to a logical uh, conclusion of, of what they Yeah, I
0: mean, like, if you go to his website, he's written a piece that's called True Morality and False Security Thought Police Can't Protect Real Children. That is like, here are his seven theses against laws that would prevent. <sighs> it's it's rough, dude. And I mean, like, he this is part of the other stuff that he translates is stuff like Strike Witches. There's like an entire genre. There's lots of genres of sexualizing young girls in anime and manga. Um, mm-hmm. And like. It is – there's also one of the other big responses that that he – Uh, gave when asked about a scene that we haven't gotten to yet that I'm not going to get too much into. Um, And in general, his philosophy is one of kind of literalism. He is the sort of translator who, Patrick, again, you've reported on this idea and the the question of how much of localization is adaptation versus what people claim to be, quote-unquote, pure translation, which isn't a real thing. Like, the state of craft.
1: It's a a philosophy, but it's not what people people actually want is... Uh, like like for example, just as a quick aside, like I did a feature on um one of the Fire emblem games I forget which one it was at this point in which uh there was a a fan team that did a literal translation of the Japanese text right. in which right. they were which is on what on one hand, it's actually impossible to yes. do that like you can't like you can't do that but the spirit of what they were going for was we are going to literally translate what was said rather than, doing any sort of like cultural adaptation whereas what Nintendo internally did at like the Treehouse or 8-4 who's done previous ones they were doing cultural adaptations in which wow this joke doesn't make any sense in Japanese turn into English what is a way that gets at what they're trying to say here that will make sense for the audience that is going to To actually uh, read it and interpret it. Yeah.
0: And sometimes you just decide, first child, fuck that. The original Japanese was first children, and we're going to keep it first children. (laughs) Which is bad. It's bad. It bothers me every single time they fucking do it.
1: My brain doesn't even process it as uh, children anymore. It just inserts child because that makes way more sense. And my, I refuse to accept it as canon.
0: So, yeah, I'm with you. So we go from that awkward sequence to another one as... Uh, Kaji steps into, we cut to the elevator with Kaji kissing and groping Misato uh, despite her verbal protestations uh, and despite, uh, I mean, what we see is like a series of counter maneuvers. We see her grab his hand as he reaches for her and hold it in place. We see her kind of twirl to a slightly safer position and then like getting her, her back up against the wall and kind of holding him at bay as he kisses her. Um, and what, and she's, her eyes are locked on the elevator as it goes from floor to floor, mm-hmm. waiting for her to reach the, the, the spot that she's trying to get to. And she kind of like flings herself from the elevator. She like emerges from it. This kind of like slanted down shot. Uh, uh, and, and kind of, we see like inside there he is the floor covered with, with the papers that she'd been carrying. Um, um, He uh, picks up all the papers and offers them to her. And in the dub, again, she says, look, you can't do that to me anymore. I'm not your girlfriend and we're not in a relationship in the sub. It's look, we're not involved anymore. Don't do that again. In both cases, making it very clear. Nah. And Kaji says, (laughs) your lips don't agree with you. And she slaps the paperwork out of his fucking hands and is furious. And I cannot help but think about how stupid I was as, like, a 17-year-old when I first watched this. And I read it as, like, oh, man, she's totally into him and, like – but knows he's a bad boy and shouldn't get get involved again. And, like, boy, have I learned a lot about, (laughs) like, sexual misconduct and invasion of privacy and invasion of personal space and learn to – again, the thing about this scene that – I did not see then but now see are all of the ways in which she is making specific physical maneuvers to keep her body safe. Um, and that is what makes me think someone in this – someone in the creative team here was like, all right, even if what the writing is, is about like – maybe she's confused about what she feels about him or who the fuck knows as a a sequence of physical actions as an animation, this is her fending off someone who is trying to sexually assault her. Yeah. Um, And it's hard to watch. And like, I, I don't think this show understands what they're doing with Kaji at all. And it's so frustrating. Or if it does understand, I don't think it works. That's, I guess the the bigger thing It's like, I'm not that interested in seeing him. I don't want to pay attention to him. Um, I don't want to, like, I I think that there again are ways to tell the story of the kids idolizing him, but it's like not landing for me. And it's just maybe this is, I'm in a different place. They're
1: going for like some sort of James Bond type, you know, like, 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 like a, like, in in some ways inherently misogynistic character that you like is still played as cool and interesting and someone to be idolized because the way they can walk in a room and just command the attention, especially of, of women and, and get whatever they're after. But yeah, then you have moments where either the animation or the writing or somewhere along the way it's portrayed as like, well, this is actually kind of weird, which is what James Bond, like as a series never does or grapples with. And so it's like, it's just, it undercuts it from all angles to a point where I find myself just tuning the character out as soon as they show up, because I don't, all I'm looking for is what I guess, the women in that situation do yeah, yeah, yeah. because because it seems like that's actually the only important takeaway. And whatever he represents is actually, dude needs to shave. <laughs> like as someone that can't do particularly good facial hair, if you just get that little scraggly shit, man, it's creepy. Like people don't like it, and just like just just get get rid of it, um, or let it grow out. And he's just yeah, I I just I find myself just like literally like my eyes glazing over the the moment he's in because I just I have zero interest in what the character has to yeah. say. Um,
0: which is going to be even more frustrating as the show continues because he ends up being fairly pivotal. <laughs> oh, great. In some, there's like some very key Kaji scenes coming up uh-huh. that are, that expect you All to right. have a, I mean, I, I want it's to Kaji. advocate, it's Kaji. I want to advocate for messy characters, for complexity in characters, Absolutely. for characters who Absolutely. are not like, I think that if you have a character who does something shitty and gross, that like part of your responsibility is to represent them uh, with the nuance and complexity of someone who could be someone in your life. Mm -hmm. Because the people who do sexually assault women, the men who sexually assault women – are in your life and you think that they're like – they make funny jokes at lunch sometimes and you have no idea what they're doing, right? Like – and I say this because this is – we're, we're, I'm speaking to you three as other men in, in our lives and and I – because I know that our – our many of our listeners who have been sexually assaulted or have had – you know, uh, uh, have been in these situations know all too well the ways in which – um uh, the ways in which – perpetrators like of this predator, sexual predators walk among us and are accepted and are like completely like we're, you know, I'm thinking about specific people in this moment Uh who have reinvented their image after being called out on their shit. It happens constantly. Mm -hmm. They continue to like go back to work events. They continue to like re ingratiate themselves among professional and personal peers. Um, And I think that there's a, there is a responsibility if you're going to talk about sexual, sexual misconduct to show some of that happening. So I don't want to say like – and every time you have someone like Kaji, you have to make it very clear that all they do is shitty stuff and they're a creep all the time because that is not what real predators look like. But what the show goes on to then do is continue to do the James Bond shit where they're like, yeah, but he's fucking cool. Am I right? And,
1: and Put it, in that cool baseline when he right? walks and in the room and the kids like, oh, yeah, and it, it, it
0: is if its goal is to implicate us and to and to say, aha, you're the problem. It doesn't. It, no, it doesn't point the that, finger that, enough. Yeah, Again, that is, yeah, read, yeah, no, that is the read. That is the. If Kaji had shown right, up in episode right. four, the two of you would be would have been like, oh, maybe it's doing some deep shit. But by now, we yeah. know better.
1: It doesn't. But now, and now at this point, every time I'm like putting up, like, nah, I'm calling you on your bullshit, Ava. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't buy it. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. So. Well, and we'll see how that feels again in another week. I don't. There's like a couple of scenes with Kaji that I remember, but I don't remember where they show up. If it's this week, this coming next week, or the week after. I think but it is the next. I yeah, think it is too. I'm pretty act, sure. Yeah. Um, Misato meets, meets up with Ritsuko. Ritsuko is like, eh, "How about that, Kaji?" And uh, and Misato was like, "Do fucking not. <laughs> do less, honestly, Ritsuko. Like, just we are not going to do this." Um. Finally, this show about fighting giant uh aliens shows back up and we get the sixty second synced ballet of death uh as Asuka and Shinji launch and do a like a balletic fight sequence where they are backflipping away from incoming attacks from the the, the angels. Uh they're unloading their guns at it at the same time. There's like all sorts of cool little sequences here. Um I, I wish that Pacific Rim had tried to deliver anything like this, actually. (laughs) Like I get that it's going for a different scale and a different feeling of combat, but man, this, this sequence in an episode that I don't like very much, this sequence rules. uh, (laughs) and I wish it was attached to an episode. I had better feelings about all said, um, there is also just like a lot of good little shots of people watching it at home, watching it at HQ, and then in the end, the Avis win. Uh, they they kill Israfel, and then uh, it blows up in a huge in a, in a huge explosion, and the two of them end up tangled on the ground and. Uh, they both hop out of their Avas and call each other on like a holographic phone that pops out of the Ava leg. Yeah. Um, and get, and start yelling and fighting at each other. And I think someone says something gross in there. I don't remember what, but like uh, after this episode, it didn't phase me. So I, I only need a break yeah. after that. We should take a break and I'll oh, we'll get in the final Christ. few. I know. Listen, this is what we signed up to do. The people demanded it from us.
1: <laughs> Again, my notes hey, we won, run we won out on that soon. soccer game. USA. USA, USA. July happy
0: July 4th everybody. We did it.
1: Actually, you know what?
0: That you know, I'm going to say the women's national Don't soccer team. Go on your job.
1: No, I, that was there was no sarcasm. No, that's what I'm saying. That's I'm saying awesome. I was bummed that I couldn't watch the game during while we were recorded. It was literally I was watching flicking back to Twitter <laughs> watching everyone have a meltdown. That's what, well, I'm
0: saying like you know, or at the beginning of the podcast I was like, meh, irony" patriotism fuck off if there is one thing i'm happy to wave the flag about right now it is the women's national soccer team they fucking rule uh a bunch of incredible women uh, and a bunch of incredible athletes a lot of
1: very good personalities Uh, on they just
0: yeah a hundred percent uh women's national soccer team go on waypoint um (laughs) all right let's take a quick break come back and we'll talk about um is is magma diver next (laughs) yeah Talk about Magma
1: Diver. Yeah, I got a drink for that one.
3: Okay, good. I'm excited for I'm Also known here. as we found a way to put a giant Mecca in a fat suit. Uh-huh. Up top. Uh-huh. Yeah. BRB.
2: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can
0: And we're back and Oscar's shopping for a swimsuit and thinks that Kaji oh, is being stodgy fuck. because girls these days, they all wear bikinis. Um, Whatever. Asuka's allowed to wear whatever she wants. Asuka isn't a person. Damn, obviously, sure. Asuka is a character written by real people. Um, But I, whatever. Asuka's allowed to wear whatever she wants. I... Just wish the camera again. The
3: point is we're going to get her a bathing suit so that there can be a scene with her and Shinji in this episode come hell or high water. And by God, if it means we got to open, we got a cold open on her going shopping with Kanji, then we're going to do it.
0: Uh-huh. Um, there's a one neat world building detail in this opening sequence, which is like an obvious thing, which is Kaji's like, we didn't have a school trip. And she's like, Why? And he's like, uh, <laughs> little thing called the second impact. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, but again, I don't want to see Kaji around anyone right now. So I don't, yeah. Um, it turns out, of also course. Also, though,
3: she doesn't give a shit. She's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking boomer Yeah, that
3: sounds pretty bad. Uphill, bo- uphill both ways, huh, Kaji? Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, the reason she's shopping for a swimsuit is because she's a school trip coming up. Psych, no, she doesn't. Misato says, "No, y- you pilot the Avas. None of you get to go on the school trip to Okinawa.
1: Can't go anywhere. You and in fact, to ma- be fair, seems like that could have been made clearer to them up front before <laughs> they got excited.
0: Yeah, probably. Um, Oscar, it's like one of
3: those things where, you, like, you know, you probably don't have the time off but you're like, <laughs> they haven't told me I don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah. I mean, pro- like everyone's doing the, that's it. That's the I've... Kata way of thinking, do you have
1: July what? 4th off?
0: You're right. Yeah, whether you have it or not, just, just take, take it. it. Just take so it. Go get the swimsuit. Yeah. And then you can tell your boss, <laughs> I already sorry, bought I'm, the swimsuit. I am in <laughs>
3: Okinawa. I'm celebrating our country's heritage. I'm sorry heritage. is like leveling Tokyo 3 right now, but like, You should see this fish I saw. It's Like, if you could just see this fucking fish. Might have been an angel. It might have been. Now that I think of it, not sure. I saw a
0: a big red core inside of its mouth, but I I did not have my progressive knife. We ate it. We we, we (laughs) ate the whole thing. Delicious. (laughs) Chopped that thing right up.
2: I did have a progressive (laughs) knife. I
0: did, yeah. Um, Shinji's like, yeah, that makes sense. And Asuka is like, this is where she's like, you better fucking grow some balls. If, if you're going to live in this life, we fight for, for your vacations. Shinji uh, <laughs> just emasculates him. Um, and Misada goes, Oh, actually, while you're here, y'all should hit the fucking books. I saw those report cards. What you think? I'm not paying attention. What you think? I didn't talk to your teachers. I saw you doing bad in school. And Oscar's uh, like, I don't, Why should we care about grades anyway? The (laughs) Great question. Great question. Well, and it becomes a better question in a scene a little bit that I'm just going to jump ahead of a little bit here. um, Because in the next sequence, Asuka explains that she's already graduated from college. Yeah. She went to college already (laughs) and graduated. Why is she in school? Maybe there are reasons, but (laughs) if I was Oscar, I would be furious that they made me go to school. I would be like, no, (laughs) I have a degree. It is on my wall.
1: Stephen a Smith, watch (laughs) Avon Gellian.
0: (laughs) This is not even, that was not even a bit. That was just me genuinely being upset for Oscar. By the way, don't be like, oh,
1: after
3: like, go on. Sometimes diplomas
2: don't transfer countries.
3: You're right. Diplomas don't transfer countries. Rob. Well, this is the thing. I don't care. Like if, if they're like, well, you know, someday you might not be an Ava pilot and we might've beaten the angels. And then what are you going to do? My response would be, enjoy a lifetime of cradle-to-grave medicine for yeah. me and my family yeah. for having been a fucking Ava pilot. <laughs> yeah, you so, better make this right. <laughs> yeah, so actually, hold on. Like, why would I need a job after the Ava program is done? Let's talk about that, because if you want me to pilot the goddamn Ava again, let me tell you what we're gonna put in writing.
0: God. Uh, yeah. Ugh. I think Ava pilot should
1: unionize. <laughs> A
0: pilot's getting use...
1: In all, fact, all, all three of them. I mean, they'd have. They, oh my god, they have over a they, barrel. They, it's, yeah,
0: workers are tr- stars. Yes, they. The workers have all the leverage. Yeah,
3: this is <laughs> not. This is not a next man up league. I <laughs> will say,
0: <laughs> some of this might get complicated in the next set of episodes we watch. But right now, from what we know, they have all the leverage. <laughs> um. I had another point, and I've lost it. I guess the point is, the point is there's more fan service immediately. Shinji mm-hmm. staring at Asuka across the from the pool. She's like, "I bought the swimsuit. I'm going to use the swimsuit. God damn it!" Um, oh, there's I do have another point. I think all of Nerve should probably unionize. We uh, except maybe maybe they're doing all right. There's a there's a great set of shots of them all just kind of slacking off. One of them is reading comic books. Uh, everyone, someone else is doing another thing that's like their hobby instead of whatever they're supposed to be doing here. And I love it. They're great. Just show me, give me the episode. that's just about nerve HQ. Give me like the red shirts or what's the, what's the below deck, the below deck. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Next generation episode. Exactly. Next
3: generation. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's great. Um, There's a good sequence where Ritsuko and Misato were talking about like, why are there even school trips? Like Ritsuko basically extends the the Asuka complaint and says, like, actually, why does anyone take vacations uh right now? You know, uh uh sorry, not the not the, she she extends the Misado response to, to, to Asuka's complaint. And then Misado says, actually, they take vacations because things are fucked up. At, we, please, any norm, any normalcy, any retreat from we live in a big city where giant creatures attack us every week. Yeah. Um uh meanwhile. Um, oh, I guess this is the thermal thermal uh, expansion conversation. Right. She explains the reason she gets bad grades, despite already being a, uh, uh, having a bachelor's degree, at least, is that she can't read some of the more complicated kanji. That's on the school tests. Um, presumably she can read like the more basic Japanese, but Kanji is a very complicated writing system that she doesn't have yet. And so she's missing questions she can understand. And so one of those is like, he's like, I'm doing this question about um, thermal expansion. And she explains to him what thermal expansion is. And then as an, ex- as an example, she wonders if her breasts would expand if they got warmed up.
3: Um. Which so maybe that's not a real degree she got.
0: Who, well, she is teasing like,
3: Shinji here, right? Yeah, she is trying is... to
0: be like, huh? Am I right, Shinji? Yeah, I, thought,
1: I thought that was a good zinger.
0: Yeah, and what he is just so embarrassed by thinking about it. She completely exactly. Owns, she as a character owns her sexuality, and I I am happy about mm-hmm. that what I'm not happy about is when the show wants to own what I like it when she is a a human being, a person who is a a sexual being. I don't like it when the show decides to be Kensuke and take cheap photos of her to sell to you, the viewer. Do you know what I mean?
1: It's in some ways it does both of those in the same scene where it's like the way the camera lings over her on the swimsuit is not her going to Shinji and being like, yo, check this out. I'm hot as fuck. Right, um, right. You know, it's it's the camera lingering over me like, hey, you know what? This 14-year-old is hot as fuck. And it's like, oh, <laughs> hey, camera. <laughs> no, like, mm. no. <laughs> like, uh I don't know, we didn't talk about this before the episode started. Um, <laughs> but then you get lines like that where, and that's what makes it such a confusing read of a show because it's, or I guess, it's less confusing unless it's like really frustrating because yeah. it's like, I know what it's doing, so it's not confusing. It's being very clear about what it's doing often, and it's just frustrating that if it picked a lane, it could have such a stronger message. And instead, it it muddles it in service of yeah uh, tropes um, yep. in, in a way that's just really, really just undercutting the work. Um, and I you know I just <sighs> I wonder where all that comes from. How much of that is just that's what's supposed to be here? That's what the fans expect. This is what the creator wanted to do. Those things probably intermingle in ways that are very complicated. Um, but yeah, I mm, we'll
2: yeah. see Asuka as the head. No, sorry. No, see, it doesn't work. <laughs> um,
0: we meanwhile they found another angel, and guess what? Uh, and in fact, it's another. It's like another embryo. Uh, I just was bigger. I would say this is a fetus. This is an angel fetus, and it's in a volcano. Um, there's some great shots here as they discover it. There's this great. There's like the thumbnail from the yeah. from the episode itself, um, which is like all of the kind of HQ's face lined up one after the after another lit up from from the screens that looks great there's the moment where um they cut to Misato in the kind of volcano facility um backlit by this like huge green map that's really good like it, she's it, that whole sequence is great and then like anytime that they're just showing the mechanics and the like moment to moment process of nerve working is really good filmmaking though i will say overall this was not as strong of a set of episodes in terms of cinematography and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, here is when we finally, it cuts to Gendo doing the mis- talking to the weird, like color coded council who we don't know who they are quite yet. Um, they say that they don't want him to attack the angel. I guess I should say Misato was like, Hey, we should fucking attack this angel. We should go, we should capture this angel, uh, uh, before it gets born basically. Um, um, Gendo pitches that to this group of people. They are like, no, don't you remember what happened 15 years ago? And he goes, but what if maybe we could capture a real live angel? But we know, we know, the audience knows that he has a live angel already. But they don't seem to know that, which is an interesting disconnect. Some Mm -hmm. shit is happening Mm -hmm. here. Some multiplicity, some duplicitness is happening here. (laughs) I'm falling back into Stephen A. I don't know why <laughs> um, uh, so it's clear I, I think I, I read that as deception I don't know if other people did is that a fair read
2: yeah okay <laughs>
0: um, Asuka is being sent in to dive there's kind of a sequence where they're like who is going to be the person who's going to dive in and get it um, and uh, Asuka is going to be the one and here it comes Rob she's going to need some special equipment to dive in What's that special equipment look like? Two different fat suits.
3: So I will say, Uh even though it is a like, ultimately, the direction they go with this is terrible. It is a good joke when it opens with her breasts beginning to swell. And she's like, huh? And there's (laughs) that brief moment. And then they're kind of like, "Eh, nope, it's Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Right. Right, like, it was Charlie and the It's factory. a funny gag, but then the problem is, well, there's a lot of problems, but then the rest of the episode is her basically being like, oh no, don't look at me like this. I'm hideous. I am right, yeah. I have the shape of a fat person. Right. And so does my mech. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. And the mech's kind of cute. If I'm I think being the honest. mech is it's very cute. I love this dive suit it's, on this. Yeah, mech. it's very good. That's,
0: that would be a good model, actually, would be unit oh, two shit. in the dive suit. Um yeah. They learn that uh if they fail at this, at this capture attempt, the UN is going to drop N two mines and destroy the entire place um because no, why would we not just destroy this thing? Mm-hmm. Um and kill everyone on the ground who's on the spot. Yep. Like- and and there's a low chance of this succeeding, so why are we even fucking around with this? And the answer is this is a big enough win if it goes well that we should take the risk um oscar dives down there there is some interference the heat compression is different than what they expected or something convection convection you're right it was the convection yeah so it's moving it's moving further down question whatever it's like
3: further away than
0: they expected than they they expected
3: yeah yeah. Yeah. so they have to go ahead what's what's up rob do you want to get specific here i think with i think what they're talking about like are like convection currents in the magma which yeah. are always flowing gotcha. like it's not right, just right, the, right. the way the heat is moving where we're talking like it's convection versus conduction this is more the there's a convection current in the magma uh and so like that is the thing they're battling against is right. that the uh you know the interior of the earth is always shifting and moving
0: right and so she used to go a little further than what they anticipated to get sight on to get eyes on this thing but she does and as she does there are some tense moments where the suit is getting, you know, uh, the glass is, is cracking a yeah. little bit. One of the um, one of the support cables starts to rip a little bit. She kind of has five support cables. And well above her, Shinji is standing next to, like, the big fishing reel connected to the support cables, the big, like, crane. Yeah. Um, at one point, she drops her progressive knife um, or it, it breaks or something. I think it falls away. Um, but then finally she reaches the...
2: It was tied to the outside of the mech. And then that part uh, To the outside of the the heat suit. <coughs> right. Yeah, that right. part like melts away. Right. Um, and then
0: she gets there. She sees it. She moves in to capture it with a cool laser box. Yeah. It has some bullshit Star Trek thing. It's like a positronic line emitter or yeah. something. <laughs> um, and captures it in a cool laser crate and begins to bring it off. And it's totally going to work. It's just going to be perfect. They're yeah, going to have great. a live angel. Oh, no. Shit.
3: They don't. They don't uh, have one. Um, uh, well, I mean, they do. They've got a live angel. They, You know what? They, they absolutely do. Like, mission complete. Yes. We have acquired a live angel. It's here now.
0: It's here now, in fact. And it's, it's loose. It's loose. It's big. It gets big real quick. And we get another, effectively, another underwater fight sequence, except this time it's under magma, which means that she has to contend with the pressure in a way that they didn't have to before. This is Sandalfon, uh, and it's like a... What do we think? How would you describe Sandalfon? Like a slug? A weird yeah, magma slug? Squiddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit yeah. like that. She can't fight it because she doesn't have her knife. But you know who has a knife? Shinji, who just like flings it straight down. That's his just, contribution. Yeah. Spike it. <laughs> um, I love that he spikes it and then like we get it slowly shifting <laughs> through the magma, yeah, magma, which I'm sure he threw it as hard as he could. Yeah. But magma is dense. It's
2: viscous. Yeah. It's also not see-through it's, No, it's, I I know yeah, it is it's very silly. Opaque. It
0: is okay. I don't understand opaque. what's happening. They're sensors. Yeah, something. Just pretend they're sensors. <laughs> there, it's a it's a virtualization of data. Right, you know what I mean. Um, she grabs Shinji's knife, but it turns out that anything that could just live and see under magma is a little too dense to be killed, even with a progressive knife. Uh, and so we get our like most monster of the week tactic. The, this is the closest this show is to like Buffy or something. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, that thing from the first act of the episode before the commercial break is the solution to the big confrontation: thermal expansion. <laughs> uh, and so she loads her like coolant pumps into it and quickly cools it and it expands into a like a balloon and gets popped by the knife basically um but then uh-oh, her support cables all break as she's trying to get away. She's this like moment of clarity what's up Rob Rob is shaking his head and waving his hands
3: just i hate i I hate this. <laughs> She's like, it's over. Why even
0: build the pressure suit? It's over for me. And Ava unit one dives in to grab her and save the day. We don't see the specifics of it so much as for a single frame. Ava unit one is there and grabs her hand
3: and, and in the hero pose, like the looking hero down pose. hand uh-huh. dangling. Yeah. Uh, okay. So apparently like unit one could have just swum down there to begin with. I,
0: I, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to try to defend it. I was going to. I don't need to. We both know they can hand wave it away with some bullshit. Yeah.
3: (coughs) He
2: was just down there. There is another
0: uh
3: (laughs) thing here, which I can't quite put my finger on. Um, Because these monster of the week episodes have effectively defanged the angels in a lot of ways, too, where like these confrontations don't have as much drama as they maybe should. Like pressure is way scarier in this episode than anything else. Uh, The way scarier than the monster. But Uh, I can't tell if it's just the way they're sort of directing these episodes and the tone of the episodes or whether it is meaningful that since Asuka joined the crew, uh, first of all, she appears to be completely without fear. And also Shinji has become just ice cold for the most part during operations. Like, is it just because these are monster of the week episodes and like they feel inherently weightless or. Has something materially shifted where Shinji, who used to toggle between hesitation about being an Ava pilot and then like Berserker Rage, has now just become kind of a very happy warrior in some ways. Like these are kids with jobs. Right. And they kill angels like I clocked in at the grocery store. Right. Right. Um. I will say that I think it's that
0: ladder and that that is something that we'll wrap back around on. The stakes on these episodes have to – it's 26 episodes, so we know that the stakes every week cannot be will Tokyo 3 get it this time. Will the monster destroy Tokyo 3? Um, and we're early enough in the season that they're still introducing characters, and so we know that they're probably not going to start killing people. Um the killing major major characters, right? And so the stakes have to be smaller things. Will Shinji and Asuka get over their their like dislike of each other and try to bond a little bit? Um, will you know Asuka be able to to show that she has a streak of professionalism and can keep and can keep cool literally under pressure, right? Um, and that stuff doesn't always work for me. I think Magma diver is like a an episode that actually gets a lot of hate. Um, hate is strong, but like it's a it's a well-disliked episode. It's not anyone's favorite. Um, or not ever, anyone is too broad, obviously, but you know what I'm saying. The fandom dislikes this episode. And partially I think it's just timing. I think after that last run of episodes, it's hard to get an episode that is so straightforward in some ways. It's like, yep, you diving under there and fighting a, a magma beast. Um, and I wonder if this episode had been episode eight if we would feel differently about it. It was just like, oh, here's, okay, Asuka seems cool. Okay. We didn't literally open up the second Asuka episode with people taking na- naked pictures of her mm-hmm. against her consent. Cool. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I, part of me doesn't know like what to do with this stuff um, because I understand why we get kind of episodes like this in the structure, but I do wish they were better. Um, it ends with with a mostly tame hot spring sequence. Um, in which I'm compared to what we've seen the rest of these episodes. Yes, there's a boner. Joke. I don't know.
3: I didn't need to see penguin freak out in an erection, but there yeah. we go. Yeah, <laughs> mostly tame. That's uh, mm. yeah.
0: Pe- Pe- listen, penguins don't know what's going on in the human world. You know, I think Do, the part I of it don't that's- know. I feel like that penguin actually worldly. knows
1: more than that it's letting on. <laughs> it? So I'm not willing yeah. to grant
0: it. You know what? Yeah, you're right.
3: Like Pen Pen's Masato's
0: old roommate. You're right. Pen Pen's seen some shit. Um, yeah, Shinji gets an erection, presumably, because he's over-listening to Misato and Asuka playing in the bath in a way that's kind of gross. Um, but the rest of that sequence is Asuka and Misato just talking. Uh, and it, goes, it it episode ends on Asuka noticing a scar Misato has and Misato being like, yeah, I got it during the second impact. And Asuka kind of starting to open up about her own past and the way that she was wounded. Um, And Misato kind of like waves her off and says like, it's ancient history. Like we have to focus on now and the future and not get consumed by our pasts. Um, and that stuff is not shot in a way that's like sexualizing those characters. And it easily could have been or like over-sexualizing those characters. Um, And it's not, the, when I say it's not like, When I say that it's surprisingly tame, I mean that we didn't get like, oh, and Toji and Kensuke are here and they're like creeping through the bushes or they have a weird periscope, (laughs) all of which after the last few episodes we've seen would have been completely on the table. Yeah. Right? Kensuke, oh, Kensuke and Toji, it turns out they didn't go on the class trip.
1: Oh, they brought a ladder into this. And <laughs> right. We're going to try and... <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: Um, I actually skipped my actual favorite shot of this scene, or of this episode, which is Asuka and uh, Shinji kind of silhouetted with the blue sky as all their friends <laughs> <laughs> fly away in the sky to go to Osaka. Or not Osaka, to go to, um, Osanka, <laughs> Osaka, to, go to uh, Okinawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the episode ends and...
1: We Let me uh, pull up. Uh, do my some drink notes. That uh, what's your yeah? What's your magma diver drink? To me. Hold on. Uh, da, da, da. Shh, shh, shh. Oh, here we go. All right. So this again comes from uh, David at Dark Primus on Twitter. He uh, said, "Your drink for this session, the magma diver." Yeah. Uh, two ounces. Uh, hmm. I don't know how to pronounce this. Dr- Drambuie. D r a m b u i e. That's right. But how, you, grambu, do you, how do liqueur. you pronounce that? Drambu, hmm? yeah. Drambu, okay. One ounce. Becherovka. Betcher, Becherovka. Becherovka. Yeah, that That's one I don't a know at all.
3: Clove liqueur. Mm. What is it? Sorry, Mister. It's right. a clove liqueur. Okay. Mm. Four ounces tonic water chilled. Okay. Or uh, seltzer. No difference between the two. Mm. Right. Of same. Course. Same uh,
1: drink.
3: Uh huh. <laughs> a cherry.
1: Stir together mm-hmm. Liquors Add tonic water And a cherry Serve in a tall thin glass Allow cherry to settle To the bottom Before serving
0: Is that the magma diver? That's the
2: diver yeah That's You gotta magma
1: dive magma. down To get that cherry mm-hmm. Got it Interesting
2: angel. Huh That sounds good
1: Yeah um, Does it? i try it <laughs> I'm not sure that like yeah, it's unclear to me if David is is making these drinks and these are drinks he's making or he's just pulling these out of his ass. It's, <laughs> it's, it's unclear. He's trolling me. you, yeah. Um, but I do feel like I need to start making these at a certain point. He's sending these to me when I'm watching these episodes at like 11 in the morning. I'm like, I'm like, I'm one. I don't have the ingredients. Yeah. Two, even for me.
3: Wait, that is the only <laughs> reason though you couldn't do it is really? you don't have the ingredients. Like really, like sorry, is Austin gonna write you up? Fair. That's a fair point. There is a, a boss's way to be like, turn that into content. <laughs> there is turn a point at which content. I would. There
0: is a point at which you shouldn't be drunk at work. And the point is, don't be drunk at work.
3: Nobody is <laughs> getting drunk off the magma diver. <laughs> Violently there wasn't ill, that much. possibly. Uh, <laughs> It, the, it's, it's a lot of tonic water relative to really
1: sweet liqueurs. Look, I, I the, the, if I told you the ingredients in these AMC drinks, I've been putting into my body, I'm I'm ready for anything. Guys want
3: to go to a movie theater right now.
0: Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um. Next episode, episode eleven in the still darkness, or the day Tokyo three stood still, uh, called in the still darkness in both original and current Japanese translations.
3: Um. Yeah. Just pure nightmare fuel here.
0: This episode?
3: Just some of the worst shit I've seen in this series so far. Wait, really? Not in a con- content ways. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the Eye.
0: Oh, the Eye. I know. So I think this episode and the next episode are both pretty good. I'm like happy that we got back to stuff I actually like. And yeah, there is some scary shit in this episode. This is the first angel in a while that I've been like, ah, mm-hmm. about. Uh, I like the, it's, its design a lot. So, um. You know, the premise of this episode is the power goes out, which is a great, you know, episode premise. Um,
3: bottle episode. A, is. It is
0: a bottle episode. It really is. Uh, or it sort of is. For that part of the crew, it is, right? Um, but it opens on, again, one of my favorite little things is when the show shows details of just the daily life of the people who live this, who who have these jobs. Uh, Ritsuko and then two of the nerve agents, um, like, you know, the operations scientists or whatever. um, are doing their laundry or they're not doing their laundry. They're picking up their laundry from like an automated laundry shop, a launderer. um, And they're complaining about not having time to do their own laundry, uh, which is a a neat little detail. Mm. And they get on the train and then their boss is there, vice commander uh, Fiyotsuki, the kind of like gray haired stone faced dude who is Gendo's like second in command. Um, And, uh um he complains. That, what is he off? He has like a specific job he has to go do that he's like complaining about. Oh, he's like go deal with the council or something. Yeah. Uh and good
3: world building here.
0: Yeah, it's great. Where he's like, he I gotta meet it.
3: with the city council. And then and he's uh, like, but it's a bullshit meeting. Yeah. Because the city council doesn't actually do anything anymore. They just confirm what the Magi have told them. Right. Yeah. But and so of
0: the Magi, still democratic in. Spirit, because there's three That's of right. them. Majority
3: it's, rule. It's majority three rule. Three god machines.
0: <laughs> it's so good. Um, and I think that there is a, a nice parallel here, right? Like the next, this episode and the next episode, are where we get a little bit more on the magi. This statement here, and then the, the majority of episode 12. But there's three magi. They have differences of opinion. That is what makes them an effective leader of Tokyo 3 civil, you know civil leader of Tokyo 3 and it's the first time that we get to see the three pilots actually socialize together and see what demo- democracy in action really <laughs> <laughs> looks like between Shinji Ray and Asuka um the he finishes complaining um and he mentions that like he's like the the trials are today right Ritsuko. and she's like yes of course um and we get another Misato and Kaji uh, elevator sequence in which she rushes to close the door as he is literally running to get on board. It doesn't close in time, and he gets in there. Um, and um, we get this really sad moment where Shinji calls Gendo. Did you do something else to add Kato? Mm-hmm. Oh. He calls Gendo to be like, hey, dad, um, it's it's parent teacher Conference time, I think it's like it's career day basically. Uh, and Gendo's like, Why are you bothering me with this shit, boy?
2: No, it's here's the thing, it's not, It it is like it's a he says that's what Misato was for. It's a meet. Here's the thing though, it's a meeting specifically made for parents, right it's not like career day where like sure I'll bring my aunt who has a cool job right 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 it's literally no, like it's... I, we're supposed to talk to your parents yes 100% so it's like yeah it is, it is career
0: discussion interview it's like what what's Shinji gonna grow up to do is right. what the, the thing is and so it's we got a parent
1: yeah what a relevant question for Shinji at this moment in time I know <laughs> the fact that his
0: that Gendo's response is like that's what Misato is for
1: right you know oh, is... and then also stop forwarding these calls to this line oh, in yeah. which he's explicitly talking oh. To, like, uh-huh. the call operator, yep. not to Shinji. Yep.
3: Oh, gosh. That gosh. may
1: have been the coldest line of the oh. whole exchange.
0: And then the phone cuts out, which is a great detail. Like, I think if we had gotten just this episode this week, we would be in a different place with this show. Because <laughs> yeah. I think, like, the premise is solid, and then the execution is pretty good. And there's enough actually funny bits throughout this episode that are great and little world-building details. I think this is a really solid episode. Um, the So Gendo gets cut off. And then the elevator stops and Misato and Kaji are stuck in it. Um, And uh, I think that is where Misato is like, oh, I bet Ritsuko, it's Ritsuko's fault. Um, because they're doing that test immediately. Katsuritsko being like, "Not my fault, definitely not my <laughs> fault." Um, and uh, Fujitsuki, who becomes more of a character in this series of episodes, finally, yeah. uh, is the one. He's like, "All right, we're gonna need more power," and like sets some, tries to tries to get some backup power going. Um, to their like the central unit, Central Dogma, which is a great name yeah. for a place, <laughs> and then to the Magi also. Um, then we get Shinji Asuka and Rei showing up and being like, swipe my card to go in swipe my card to go in and it's not working Um, and so they realize also in this
1: moment I think we get like a brief follow up to the phone conversation he has with his father in which he's explaining what happened but rationalizing well he didn't I don't we got cut off he didn't actually hang up and it was just like oh Shinji it's so much I love Shinji my boy my poor boy come on some people wrote read the the room
0: there were some people last week who wrote on the forums who were like I don't know why the crew doesn't sympathize with Shinji more I think we were specifically talking in relation to his behavior uh, towards Masato after the initial like run of, of Ava episodes where he kind of like shuts down and I want to be clear that like I think that I, I can sympathize with someone who is also being a little shit Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, Shinji has gone yeah. through some fucking yeah. real traumatic events. Yeah. Shinji, yeah. I
1: have yeah, his nothing. His father sucks His father s- is causing real lasting trauma. Yes. <laughs> his dad
3: has an important <coughs> job though. <laughs> and <laughs> Rob. He cannot be bothered. Rob. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: I can't know. Ta- taking
3: the right lessons
0: from Evangelion here. Um, uh, so, yeah, the three of them were like, well, we got to get in there. Okay, I
3: do envy Gendo this, though. Yeah. The best way to enter and exit a conversation that you just want to piece out of is definitely on a little elevator that like just goes <laughs> and like causes you to leave a scene uh-huh. or like causes you to enter it. Like I think more workplaces should be designed to allow us just to, I'm sorry, I need to be somewhere else right now.
0: Uh (laughs) And just like, you're gone. I'm like stuck in the break room, trying to get a cup of coffee. And then two people come in and like, so did you see uh, the game? Like, yeah, it was great. Gotta go. (laughs) Just put me right in the podcast booth. Um,
1: You just want to be a living Austin powers. Joke is what you want. Exactly.
0: Uh, The angel arrives. um, And it's sick. This is Natariel. <laughs> it is like a big it's like a big black spider. We creature. only see the legs. you only <laughs> see the legs, you're right the yeah. legs these huge just like hyper angled they yep. almost just look like big a shapes coming up uh, originally you it there is something about it that is cartoonish that is like out of sync with the reality of the rest of this show. I know we're watching a cartoon, but I hope you get what I'm saying. Like, it feels The legs
3: have no mass. Right. They're black lines. They're
0: just black lines. There's no detail. There's no texture. Even something like Rameel felt like, okay, I can describe what it's made of. This is made of blackness. Like, it is just... It is just like... Ah, uh, it's so good. It reminds me a little bit, um I, I when I describe it in that way, it makes me think of Aku from Samurai Jack. It's kind of like the oh, yeah. the black demon that Samurai Jack faces off against that can kind of take a bunch of different forms. Um it's cool as shit. Uh uh and it begins kind of stomping through. Does it come does it come out of the water or does it just kind of come out of the like over I the think, skyline? I think
2: I remember seeing it come out of water. Yeah, at it, the does. Very it does. It right? does. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And starts to march towards Tokyo Three. Um, they we get a bunch of intercuts through this episode of the the uh, Japanese defense force being like, whew, that sure is a that's an angel. So we hear from uh, Gendo yet has Nerve called us. What's uh, what's going on with them? Uh, Who still that's still an angel, uh, <laughs> still out there, which is very good. Um, and I think at that point we we cut back to um we go back to misato or we go back to gendo here i forget which <coughs> the misato stuff in this episode doesn't really go anywhere they're in the elevator but and and there are a couple of moments where kaji is shitty and is like eh, misato and she's like don't even fucking think about it and they don't spend too much time on Misato here. Um, at some point in this, in around here, again, my notes get bad here. Gendo, we get an amazing shot of Gendo looking incredibly. Oh, I'm Gendo. I have everything under control. I'm not bothered by the heat. In fact, I think oh, well, specifically Misato right. says
3: if somebody calls out not Misato. Somebody is, calls out like he's just stone cold. Like damn, wow. this is like so great. It, 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 we're just roasting down here, and he's just utterly unflappable. Just in a And then hard outfit. cut to. <laughs> His bare feet in a, like, tub of water. In a bucket of water. Yeah. And And he turns to his aide and is like, this water is lukewarm. (laughs) And the aide is like, yeah.
0: It's so funny. It's so... I mean, this episode specifically is sort of a Gendo episode. We see him take action. We see that he is, for all of his cold indifference to humans, he cares about Nerve as a project. Or he is willing to get his hands dirty. He is willing to, like, do physical labor is really what it is, right? He cares about the thing he is doing. Whether or not he cares about the people involved, who knows? No. <laughs> that We have an answer. No. no. <laughs> um... Uh the pilots the, the 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 you know the uh, shinji uh, misato not misato Sh- shinji asuka and ray try to call the phones are dead um and they realize like all right we got to just go there we have to figure out how to go there um ray remembers that they have like emergency manuals for moments just like this um and they realize like okay we have to figure out a way like to go through like tunnels and um you know ports and weird crawl spaces to get there um, meanwhile, Ritsuko and one of her other aides also kind of goes down that way. Um, and they decide, the group there decides like, all right, well, we can hear, there's like a stomp or something. It's like, oh, an angel's definitely here. Mm-hmm. We have to start getting the Avas ready, even if it means not having power to do it. Like we have enough diesel power, <laughs> we have diesel fuel to power them for a, a mission, but we have to set them up by hand. Right. Um, and so as Shinji, Asuka, and Rei are, arguing over who's the leader and then like kind of getting lost inside of nerve HQ. Uh, the nerve, uh, officers are using pulley systems to load the, the, like, uh, whatever they call it, the plugs, the, uh, whatever plugs into the back of the, the Ava units and kind of
1: monster cables, the monster
0: cables are using their monster cables to get the, the Ava's all set up. um, there's a great be-
1: and, and also like one thing I enjoyed about this bit was that like I real I wrote a note it was like uh, this episode made me realize like wow the show really forgot about Ray for a long time yeah um just whoop shuffled Ray off screen she has a big moment where she's supposed to smile and then just wow gone um where'd you go um <laughs> so it was nice to like have those characters in the mix with one another where it feels like the show is finally like, okay we've done enough establishing with this trio that. Probably like the the true arc of this series is going to be centered around the dynamics of, at least what we know so far, yeah. the three of them. Um, but it just seemed, I, I didn't notice as much moment to moment because there was stuff happening. But the moment Ray comes back, like, oh, right. Like, she just had like an enormous personal revelation or moment or however you want to characterize yeah. it, um, however the show wanted to characterize it. And then just promptly like, like dropped her like an anchor. Um, and it was just, it came across as very odd to then just suddenly bring her back in, even though it's like welcomed that we have an opportunity to at least see how she starts bouncing off this new dynamic of Shinji and Asuka.
0: Well, and specifically, we get a lot of Asuka and Rei personality clashes, right? Where yep. Where it is, Ray okay. is calm and collected and by the book. And, you know, listens to orders um, and does things by protocol. And Asuka is take charge and, like, brash. <coughs>
3: um,
0: and is it like, we're going to f- charge forward and find a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a B-plot in this episode of, like, one of the other lesser Nerve-like members who was being sent out to get Misato's laundry, trying to get back into Nerve HQ um, by commandeering a political campaign van, yeah. which we know is a bullshit van. Or the, I mean, the people inside are probably think that they're doing real work because they're for the council, but like, we know that the Magi control everything. Yeah. And so it's like <laughs> a campaign van like that's going around just saying the slogan again and again to get out the vote for whoever. And I don't know why that arc is here, but it's funny. I'm fine with it.
2: So how else would they know there's an angel?
0: I guess you're right. That's how they know there's an angel. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a great gag while they're kind of... Well, Asuka, Ray and, and Shinji are trying to like get down to Nerve HQ, where Asuka leads them the wrong way, and opens a big door, which reveals the body of the angel, which is... <laughs> Uh, football shaped like oblong oval thing sphere thing that is covered in weird cartoon eyes Mm -hmm. but like
3: and again the colors are all wrong
0: yes the colors are like it, it you know what it looks like it doesn't look like it has eyes, it does, but they look like the way eyes are on animal like fake eyes are on animals sometimes to make you think that they're looking in one direction, like oh, this frog has a pattern on it, and the pat or like a butterfly looks like it has eyes on its wings or whatever, except it's real eyes, and they're like bright, weird colors, like yellow and blue and red or something.
2: It reminds me of like old. Uh like uh medieval ages, like yes m- m- weird, like
3: I flashed like sideways. Orthodox uh Christian church art. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah totally. to a That's, in terms of like the bright colors that stand out against uh like sort stained of glass like,
2: situation. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: I mean there is like there one of the eyes is literally in a big weird pyramid shape. It's yeah. like a pyramid, and then inside of it is a big cartoonish eye, you know, symbols and whatnot. Everybody Kyrie's <laughs> hair. Oh god. Jesus um sorry I'm thinking about Twitter uh, <laughs> eventually they all get there like uh, not a lot happens in this sequence the the they get to the um, to nerve HQ uh, Gendo has it has said basically he believes the children are gonna get there or he acts in such a way where he believes that they're gonna get there um, and the uh, the kids get into the I' There is a moment of like, don't look up our skirts, Shinji, while they're crawling through a crawl space. But it's over quickly, thankfully, and it isn't. It isn't explicit. We don't. It's not like we get Shinji's vision or right. anything like that. So that stuff is like whatever. Um, they fall out of the vents. They're revealed to be there. The Nerve HQ is like, oh, the kids are here. Get in the robots. <laughs> Time to go. Um, uh, and and we do get Shinji looking at Gendo and seeing that he's like my dad is actually doing real work for once in his life. My dad is like out there helping people do stuff, um which is which is like interesting and compelling um the the ways in which the thing that I like about this stuff with Gendo is it never feels like Shinji it's not like oh the the real Gendo does care deep down in his heart. It's just that the, the kind of totalized picture of Gendo that Shinji had in his head is not 100% accurate. He isn't just the person who steeples his fingers and says rude shit to you. He is that guy, though. That It is not that, like... You can you can forgive that part because sometimes he's willing to hold a rope and, and help people work, <laughs> but it is it does disrupt this vision of Gendo for a moment. And part of growing up is kind of reckoning with your various images of who your parents are and who authority figures are. And I like the way that happens over the course of these next couple of episodes, where you know Shinji eventually gets a compliment from his dad for the first time ever in his life, and the ways in which. And this isn't just with parents, but with authority figures in general, there are times when you go like, oh, maybe maybe I had them wrong. Maybe I don't have to rock the boat. Maybe like, okay, maybe it's good that they're in charge. And, and I we just have to keep doing the thing where I try to get approval from them. And seeing that sort of those wheels turn in Shinji's head is actually really good. And like, mm, okay, okay, you're you're probably setting yourself up for disappointment again here, Shinji. But <laughs> that is deeply real. Yeah. Um. They get in the Avas. The Avas try to climb a big silo to launch because they can't launch. There's no launch component. Asuka is very embarrassed by the fact that they have to like slowly spider climb their way up the side of these walls to launch. Uh but the the angel catches on real quick and does a very gross thing. Um I think the the less it Go ahead. Weeps corrosive.
3: Like fl- liquid from fluid. its eye, profusely. orange
0: acid, but it's thick. It is viscous. It feels yeah. gross. I. Uh, um,
3: I'm glad they killed that angel. Oh, <laughs> uh, your <guess> spoilers.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, this one got away. <laughs> this week, <laughs> the angel gets away. What they make worse. friends with this one. Uh, um, the
2: <laughs> there's always one.
0: There's always one, right? <laughs> the the corrosive acid stuff like burns through parts of part of their, their uh, Ava's they duck into a, like a little duct, um, <laughs> throw away their battery packs. They're like, their battery packs are empty. They kind of had extra battery juice ready to go. But I think was like talked about in a throwaway sentence a few episodes ago that they said that they were investigating, like experimenting with that stuff. Yeah. And so now they're down to their five minute warning that sometimes one minute warning when it's convenient. In this case, it's five minutes. And who has this plan? Is this Oscar's plan?
1: Yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't remember.
0: I think it's Oscar's plan, and it's like, all right, one of us will just, like, be a shield. You'll, like, hold yourself in the entire, like, launch silo, one hand, and each hands and feet kind of spread out so that you're, like, blocking the corrosive acid, while another support unit goes down and tosses up a rifle, and a third person is braced and ready to shoot this fucking thing. And so they do it. Oscar says, I'm going to pay you back for saving me. Shinji. I'm going to be the person who defends you this time. Ray goes down to support to get the gun, tosses up to Shinji, who's going to, you know, plant his feet and take the shot. And it works. Uh, and they wreck that thing. Um, and the angel is destroyed very quickly and simply it's a kind of a quick sequence given the buildup and I'm kind of fine with that. I'm, I'm happy that we spent the time like literally in the candlelight more than on the battlefield yeah. um, this episode uh, and then you know uh, back in nerve HQ the the uh, elevator doors open up and everyone is embarrassed because they see uh, Kaji and Misato who fall on top of each other in in a compromising way but who did not have any positive interaction. Um,
1: and we get up on that lady says inde- indecent indecent
0: Um and we get Shinji and Ray and Asuka kind of like under the moonlight um, contemplating ta- just hanging out which is was nice yeah. just like nice to be in that moment for a second we got a little bit of the kind of luxuriating in the texture of 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 the space and time and thinking about the metaphysics of the, of things. Oscar has no patience for it obviously. It's very much Shinji being like I wonder I wonder what makes the angels want to hurt us. And and you know, we're like oh, I actually think it's it's actually not that. This is the episode where they're like um isn't it amazing the stars look the best when the lights are all off in the city? Uh and and uh, Ray says some shit about scraping humans scrape the light uh, away to blah, blah, blah. And Oscar's like, yeah, okay. J O motion. (laughs) Fuck off. We just killed an alien. What's good. Um, uh, And Oscar's basically like, we, there's no, we can't think about why angels want to kill us. There's no greater motive there. We need to just move on with our lives. Um, And that is the end of episode. Whatever that was. 11, 11, (sighs) 11. We're almost there. We're almost there.
1: Episodes. I will say at this point, like that final uh, sequence between three of them. Yeah. Um, and it was nice that they were all together. And I don't I don't know where this show is going. I, you know, yeah. I don't know. But like I start, Spidey Sense started tingling that I was like, oh, I hope this show doesn't turn into like, well, which one does Was the Shinji want to get with? Like, is this show just going to be like, of course, both women are obsessed with him. And they slowly fall in love with his quirky personality and which they're just going to fight over him. I don't you don't have to indicate one way or the other where the show goes. I will just say the matching of those three that at first I was like, oh, great. They're all together now. And then I was like, oh, great. They're all together now. Um, if this wanted to go in a specific direction, that wouldn't be super surprising. I would that would be a bummer way to spend the next 14 episodes or whatever.
3: One other thing, though, like there's the three of them hanging out, but also lurking in the background now is the knowledge that someone sabotaged headquarters. Right. Right. You're right. Like, we that's, skipped that's over that's that completely. theory. Gendo's mm-hmm. theory is. It, yeah. You couldn't like a blackout couldn't have done this. Like the entire Tokyo Three does not all come down at once unless there is sabotage. Someone wanted this to happen. There are multiple backup generators didn't work, right? Yeah, there are like two different redundancies.
0: Yeah, 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 totally. That's one of those things I missed because my notes got bad. (laughs) Episode twelve: A miracle's worth or the value of miracles. What a sequence! Or. Or the best title of anything ever, quote, she said, Don't make others suffer for your personal hatred. Great title for anything. Very good. And yes, Rob, what a sequence. It, the show is back, baby. <laughs> Finally, we get a sequence 15 years ago. Oh, right. Rob, That's go ahead what do you what do you want to say you know all
3: those times when they basically froze a frame and nothing was animated and then there were voices talking and you were like damn what are the animators up to
0: (laughs) here it is (laughs) here it is um, I Just get, this
3: nightmarish cut to Antarctica yes. on the eve of the second impact. It already has this apocalyptic, like post-nuclear vibe. Like you see, Wait, no, this uh, is can't, this is during. This is during. This is yeah. the apocalypse, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah the it's, shit has not quite hit the fan yet,
0: right? Like, There's, it's about to. It is. It is. A, it is as close. Well, I depends on what you want to describe as. Hitting, hitting a fan. fan. Yeah. The well, world- melting
3: a continent, I <laughs> think, yeah, is okay. when like you go from okay, this is bad, to hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Like th- that's a disaster. That is a legitimate, like, globe uh scouring disaster. So yeah, we have this like just nightmarish. It's an entire scene that is in like orange, black, and gold oh, it's and gray. Gorgeous. Um yeah. and we see this figure moving through this like uh, just demolished and devastated encampment with just cuts and bleeding, but also like almost like flesh melting off the oh, bone. Like gross. there's already been some kind of nuclear attack uh, and the person's already dealing with like just horrible radiation damage and uh, they're carrying a young Misato and, mm-hmm. um, and she sort of either comes to or just she has this moment as she's being loaded into this like survival cell. Uh, she looks up and she's like, father. And the figure says nothing, just slams the lid shut and like collapses on top of it. And then the world basically ends. Yeah. And we get this oh, this so cut good. that genuinely shocked me in how terrifying it was. <laughs> I don't know why, but we get this like high orbit camera shot of Antarctica Mm -hmm. and this like swirling vortex of clouds and storms with fucking like giant gold angels wings coming out of it, but not like, not Ugh. angels' wings like, uh, you know, hallelujah, no. uh, it's Christmas music time. <laughs> this is, like, the way angels are actually, like, described in, like, Milton sometimes, mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, no, these things are terrifying and kind of, like, pass your capacity to understand.
0: Yeah, they. it's like mantis claws. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what if, yeah. What if like, that is what it looks like, Like as if they're yeah. going to, oh, they're so good. And then, yeah, it zooms out even further and the world is on fire, right? It's just this huge red glow. Yeah. Um, and then we get Misato kind of like waking up in the pod and looking out over, over second impact. Um, and only seeing the base of the, of the, of whatever the, the creature is, right? Only like two legs, basically two, uh, glowing golden legs and it's raining, like, this golden light, um, and, you know, it's her, like, gripping her chest, and she has the cross on, and she's obviously been scarred there, she's actually been cut there, and then we see her, like, putting her bra on, not in a creepy way, just, like, getting dressed, uh, and you see the scar on on her body, um, and uh, I really like this episode uh, a lot, well, there's some stuff here I don't love, but by and large, it gets, gets to some of the stuff I like the most, which is a lot of Misato and Shinji, like, hanging out and talking about who they are. Um, uh, we jump back forward, again, forward in time. She's getting dressed. Um, and uh, is this the sequence where they notice Toji and Kensuke? Yeah, they notice mm-hmm. that she has gotten a promotion. They come in, I think, like for the morning to get Shinji to go to school or whatever or to hang out, I don't remember what. Toji uh, could be
3: less of a bootlicker, honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: major like he's basically saluting uh the deepest bow he could possibly give um they congratulate her for her promotion um she's like thanks (laughs) um like and immediately like hmm okay um there is a there they they to remind Shinji and Oscar, like, hey, you have that synchronization test today. Um, and we cut to that. And Shinji's getting better at, at synchronizing. He's still not quite at where Asuka is. And there's some tension there because he's getting the praise. People are like, wow, Shinji, you're really coming along. And she's like, "Uh, I'm still like 50 points <laughs> better than this dude. Um, and they, uh, he, she's just like really, it's under her skin that he's getting praise and she isn't. Um, and... The is that when they drive back to have that and they have that conversation,
3: or is that later? Yeah, I think, yeah, because he asks her, yes. he asks Misato, Why does she act that way? Like, why does she resent me so much? Yes, um, and is
2: this is the one where they mirror that shot from the first episode. They, this is that, shot. yes, because yeah. because there's
0: two that whole sequence that this whole car ride is great, there's no music, they're in the car. Um he's like, "Hey, uh why aren't you more excited when people praise you?" Um and she's like, "You know, I'm not that interested in my job." Basically. Like I don't want the congratulations for being the major basically. Um and then and then she's like, "What about you? Don't you get excited when you get praised?" And she and he's like, "Ugh, not really." It makes Oscar mad. And she's like, "Why do you ca- do you care about that?" And he's like, "Yeah." Um, why does she do that? And she says, she's angry because you care what other people think, which is like such a quick cut to who Asuka is. And like, huh, okay. Mm -hmm. Asuka is mad that Shinji isn't more assertive and doesn't have commitment to who he is and what he believes in. That's what impresses Asuka. Um, And then again, we get the like this incredible, like they drive through the tunnel she becomes a dark silhouette. The the sound picks up is like the, the sound echoes in the tunnel for a split second. It's bathed in that same golden, like yellow light, and then it cuts to Congratulations, Miss Misato. As the <laughs> again, the biggest bootlickers in the world have decided that they are gonna throw a surprise party for Misato for her uh for her promotion. Yeah, promotion. Yeah. Um also Hikari is there for some reason. I guess cuz As- Asuka invites Hikari so that they can be friends. Yeah. Um and there's some good stuff here where Shinji and Misato were kind of like talking off to the side and it I it reminds me a little bit of uh what we talked about with um uh uh Pride and Prejudice the sort of like Little side conversations that people were having at these big events, where it's like, I don't want to fucking be here. <laughs> you and I, we're connecting. We're having a legitimate moment here, while everyone else kind of agrees with the or plays along with the facade of the party.
3: It is a it, it's a weirdly intense and in it's intimacy moment. Yeah, because the characters are so apart, and they're also having this conversation almost subvocally. Yeah. And with almost no physical, like, regard for each other. It is just, like, they've mind-linked in this scene, effectively. Yeah. And are, like, having this, like, deep conversation that nobody else can see. And yeah. nobody else notices. I, um I which really is like be-
0: this. Uh, partially because I think it shows Misato as someone who has, uh, as someone who is kind of synthesizing the bits of... I mean, not actively. She's already done this. The bits of herself that are like Shinji and like Asuka. She can be assertive and confident and be, you know, forward facing and, like, make dramatic, take dramatic action. But she is also someone who is, like, doesn't necessarily love that part of the spotlight. Like, she likes getting shit done, but she, like Shinji, kind of doesn't necessarily want to be the center of attention all the time. And especially doesn't want it to be about the stuff that she doesn't care about, which is, like, the rank. No. Um, uh, this definitely reminded me of moments where you're right that it's intimate, but I don't think it's like romantic intimate. It's it's deep, Mm-mm. personal, like famili- familiarity. Like I've had this this moment with friends. I've mm-hmm. had this moment with 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 my parents, with aunts and uncles, with people who I'm tight with, where I'm like at a family dinner and I'm just like, all right. Yeah. Yep. He, yep. They're going to get into the same fight they always get into. And you and me are over here and we're going to like, kind of like not shit talk the situation, but be like, I would love to get out of here. Can we just go to a bar? You know what I mean? Or can we like go in the other room and have an actual conversation?
3: Um, and I really like that stuff a lot. Um, go ahead. Quick thing. So it turns out the reason that Masato was promoted. Yes. Well, it, also because she's done a great job. Like uh-huh. just top marks, top to bottom. Uh-huh. But also, the rules say that you can't leave her alone at HQ unless she has the rank of major. Yeah, uh, a major or above has to be at HQ at all times. And Fuyutsuki and uh, Gendo—they have some other shit to get, get off on a too. boat.
0: Yeah, in the Antarctic, they're which hanging is hanging out sick. Reveal the water just like blood red and. What are the things that are, like, poking out of the water?
2: Parts of buildings?
0: It, I don't know, were, man.
3: It's like shards of what was Antarctica. It, you know what I mean? It feels yeah. like what is left of a continent.
0: Utterly diseased is what it looks like. Yeah. You know? Um, it's so... And also, like, the there are... There's like not Aurora Borealis because that's north, but whatever, what's the name for the southern lights, whatever the southern lights are uh, also like in the sky. And there's just this great moment of Gendo and Fiyutsuki kind of debating um, whether or not it's better to live in like among people or not. Basically they're basically flirting. They're basically having like a philosophical tête a tête. Uh, (laughs) And, and then like someone calls like, sorry to interrupt you, sir. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. You were definitely over, overhearing them debate the natures of human nature of humanity or whatever. Um, but there's an angel and it's in space and it's doing orbital bombardment on earth. Um, and slowly, slowly getting closer and closer to, to Tokyo three. um, and the the response is like, all right, we got to go. This is not one we can fight. It's in space and it's going to destroy everything. We got to get all our shit and get it out of here. We got to evacuate this place. Um, now, if I were that angel, yeah, I would have stayed in space. <laughs> I would have simply, yeah, continued to drop small bits of myself all at once, instead of landing all at once. Um, Misato evacuates everyone. Misato takes control. And And to your point, like, she is in command because they're gone. But also she, you know, she's a good commander. Sure, she takes a billion to one odds plan and runs with it here, risking the entire operation. But who wouldn't? You got to believe in you, in you who you're working with here. You know what I mean? Some, in some ways, I think Waypoint was a billion to one plan. <laughs> and here we are.
1: Also, I don't hear any fucking plan Bs. Right? Yeah. Right? Here's the thing, I you think know it's what? mostly you like-, know, like this this plan, go make your own goddamn plan and pitch it cuz I don't hear anybody coming up with anything else.
0: Elizabeth Warren 2020 who are like <laughs> <laughs> we, we got, got we need Lord a plan. plan. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of plans. A lot of you know. Pooh. had to do some thinking.
1: <laughs> got to
0: think about this. Yeah. We'll keep this in mind going forward. That's, we'll
1: revisit it. Yeah. We're not, we'll, I'm, not, well, I'm not committing to this, uh, this comparison. We're, we're just floating it.
0: I think we have to revisit our, all of the major Ava characters after we finish Uh-oh. and align okay. them to various political figures and see where they match up. That's all I'll say. More than just primary? I think some of these people aren't Democratic primary candidates.
1: Okay. All right fair
0: you know not like yeah
1: who's
2: choke wide kaji really
0: in some yeah, ways i was gonna say for you what's his face oh, fish fiyutsuki the yeah mm, not fiyutsuki's not creepy no enough.
3: no <laughs> they, like fit like they're like they <coughs> if you were saying like physical resemblance yeah yeah I can sure see it. <laughs> that's not what i mean but no no no. F- no. fiyutsuki is uh hmm. he's wonkish you know we have to move on. Yeah, we can't oh do this. Oh, God. He's old Beto.
0: <laughs> Sorry. He's old Beto. Uh, anyway, we can't do this. She we cannot devolve in into this. <laughs> God. Um, Misato has a plan. What if we simply catch the angel? That's
1: the catcher. That's, that's her campaign phrase. Misato yeah. has a plan. Misato <laughs> has a
0: plan. Um the angel is going to descend from the heavens as a giant bomb to destroy Tokyo three and nerve HQ and the geo front and everything else. But if we keep the angels here and have them activate their AT field, the last moment, like catching uh, a, a, you know, um, uh, a fly ball, it'll be fine. We'll catch it. We'll stab it. It'll be, it'll be great. Um, Sure. The impact zone is miles across. So they'll just have to really, Cover that distance as best <laughs> as they can. Um, there are some cool shots here of like the pilots and her like meeting in weird dark spaces and like the the entire premise. Also, the angel looks weird. It's a big orange, another eye monster, basically. Uh, it's yeah. like a big orange satellite monster. Um,
2: yeah, like eyes and like weird. It's like those, it, the it, the edges of it remind me of those like sticky hands. Yes. <laughs> Those weird, with yeah, the weird fingers. Yeah, that's totally oh, right.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. That. <laughs> completely <laughs> accurate. Uh huh. Um, the the Misato um, and the crew all decide to write their wills because of how risky this could be, and then she promises. Nope.
3: Is that not right? They all say they're not going to.
0: I thought they said they uh, did. So she's
3: like, no. She's like, before a mission like this. Oh, uh, you're right. You should probably you're right. Write your you're wills, right. and they're all like. Nah, it's going to be fine. Which, again, like, also, that's not bravado. These no. kids have genuinely become weirdly chill about, uh, mm-hmm. like, suicide missions.
0: Yeah. Um, but they do get a little uh, incentive. Misato says, if you pull this one off, kids, guess what? We're going to Outback. Hell yeah. <laughs> We're getting you a steak dinner and a Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're going to go get a steak meal and Ray uh, is like a
1: 14 year old super into steaks. Like, I don't remember that be- 14 uh, being like, you know great. what I want, dad, a filet mignon. <laughs> I mean, I ate them. Yeah. I probably enjoyed them, but I, I don't bet. know that was on like my reward hierarchy. Uh,
0: the Ray doesn't eat meat. And so doesn't want to do it. She doesn't like meat, she says. And Asuka like immediately just flames Misato for being like, well, actually, what she says is like, wow, that's great. And the second she's out the room, she's like, Misato is such an old. <laughs> um, yes. What a boomer. <laughs> yeah, again. I so so love it. again.
1: Oh, that's too mean to Misato. Misato, is she may be in that age class. No, she's no come boomer. On. No, no, no.
3: But I do love the immediate, like, they all had that conversation, again, just like looking at where Masato just departed. Yeah. Like, it's just all that. So this idea sucks, right? Uh It's just all, (laughs) like, just as an aside, like, this is terrible. Well, because Uh, I like it because Masato doesn't. Right. Go ahead. Well, Masato doesn't know what fancy food is. Right. She's like, I want to take you to a nice restaurant. But she doesn't eat food like combining multiple
1: foods together to create a food yeah she's cre- like
3: pouring <laughs> beer over her like instant ramen and being oh, like it's like cereal great. but yeah. with beer and with right. Diana legend and,
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and so
3: she's like what the fuck <laughs> what's a nice meal uh, i guess a steakhouse steak?
0: i've heard of steakhouses um there's also the bit where they're like well okay well how do you know this plan's gonna
1: get her steak medium she- probably right she's like well i don't want to see the red
0: Oh, she probably gets it well done. Yeah, that's. Mm. Hey. Yeah. Sauce. Ketchup. Mm. <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> In your heart of hearts. Just pours it
2: on. What's
0: up, yeah. Kato?
1: And yeah, now it's just like a dip where she's like, oh, it's just what I grew up with. And so it's just, you know, just something I do. She dunks it like I'm, it's a French fry.
2: I'm probably just overthinking this, but we if 50% of humans died. Yeah. What is the livestock situation like? No, you're not overthinking it. Good question. Like are is would it be just like, oh, meat is scarce? It is the fancy thing now? It's expensive. It like even now steaks are yeah, yes yeah, fancy. Yeah. But yeah. also like in this like Or would it be cheaper? Yeah, which like which way has it gone? Like <laughs> I don't know
0: what the ratio is of people to beef. <laughs> I know that Americans eat a lot of beef. <laughs>
1: C- classic question.
0: What's the beef to human <laughs> ratio? The beef to, yeah. I think humans got a lot of beef. That's what so. happens
1: on Twitter all the time. Yeah, you know? exactly.
0: <laughs> That's the, beef the ratio about. Um, talk. They ask her how she knows the plan is going to work. And she says, women's intuition. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fucking here we go. Um, <laughs> not the first time we're going to have something like that deployed. No. Shinji is like, but don't worry. Or she's, she's, Shinji's like, yeah, we shouldn't count on Misato's luck. Like she's never won anything. <laughs> um, but Has she had a plan that hasn't worked, though? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. 100% success rate. Weird weird, uh, Japan gun worked. Put some battleships Japan in it. Japan gun had only an
2: 8% chance, according to the Magi. Exactly. Look at that shit. Exactly.
0: And we know the Magi is like weird bullshit. I guess we don't know all the weird bullshit yet. Magi's but next. That's Magi's next episode. next episode. Um, Whatever. The point is, she has a plan. It's totally going to work. We get Shinji asking Asuka explicitly the question that he asked Ray, which is why do you pilot? Um, And her answer is like, I want to prove that I'm. I want to prove myself, basically. I want. I want to show how cool I am, basically. Uh, Why do you do it? And he's like, ha ha. Not much of an answer there. Mm. Um, There is. I guess that's the moment. Does he think of the Masato conversation then? I don't know what the timing is on this because I thought they were about to get on their Ava's or in their Ava's. But somewhere in here.
3: Yeah, it's right in there. uh,
0: He thinks about talking to Misato again in kind of that gold lit um, uh, style looking over the the city of Tokyo 3 and her admitting to him um, that the reason that she joined Nerve was because – Uh, She wants to get revenge on the angels. Her father was a scientist who was studying the angels and who died during the second impact. Um, And she hated him for a lot of reasons because he was like like Gendo uh, paid more attention to his work than his family um, and hated the fact that everyone thought that he was like a nice dude. But like. He was not a nice dude. He was not there for his family when they needed him. Um, and I think there's a point where she calls him childlike, which is which is really interesting mm-hmm. um characterization it because the parallel that she's making to Gendo is that like we never see Gendo as childlike because he is such an imposing figure but for me the moment she described him that way it clicked for me and gendo like you know i would have definitely been like oh he's cold he's you know obsessive um he's indifferent to shinji's needs but there is something about him that is childlike in his focus that is immature um and that is like an interesting way of like characterizing gendo by you know uh, from a glance uh, you know and at a glancing way um and, uh, you know, kind of driven by that by that answer, Shinji seems a little com- more confident in this plan um, and they rush to this thing. We get a bunch of great shots of Shinji and uh, Ray and Asuki kind of sprinting through the abandoned city streets. Um. Uh. And finally, this thing starts to descend, and like a runner looking for a fly ball, Shinji rushes to where it's going to land, which is thankfully on top of a big hill just outside of town. Um, <laughs> and he pulls up the at field. Um, I mean, I I, I guess I I in my mind I thought this the segment happened here, but actually before all this happens is when we get him rethinking all of the don't run away stuff. Right? He does the, like the the flashback to him saying don't run away thinking through all the shit. And he kind of focuses that's for some reason I thought it was while he was catching it, but it's actually here, um, or it's actually before, but then he catches it. He like holds it up. The AT field forms maximum strength. And then, uh, Oscar and Ray rush over to also help him catch it. Um, and then someone opens up its AT field with the the same ripping motion. And then one of them stabs it in the eye and it explodes again. (laughs) Um, and uh, or does it just flatten out on top of them? Is this the one that flattens out on top of them? It's very funny looking no, it explodes it does explode, okay, um, I think it does it does it, it probably it, does both, yeah, right yeah. It like goes like and bruh, bruh, and then and then a huge explosion um, and we get a call from Gendo. uh the kids are back in in the facility with with Misato um, and Gendo calls sound only which is a thing that we see a couple of times here. Misato was like, yeah, the Avis took some damage. Um, but Gendo is like, that's all right. Like, you know, you saved the day. You did a great thing. Uh, is the pilot of unit one there? And, you know, she's like, yeah. And he finally, finally compliments Shinji. What's he say? What's the exact line? Um, he says, I heard what happened. Good work, Shinji. And Shinji just, like, mouth agape at ever being said <laughs> uh, one nice thing. One sort of nice thing. Be, nice work, Shinji, is the best he gets. Not even, like, yeah. I'm glad you're safe or I love you, son. Just nice work, Shinji. But it means the world to him, and he's kind of overcome. Um, and uh, later um, we get um, Shinji saying to Misato that was the first time that he's felt like good about someone congratulating him. Uh, actually, no, that's like the very end of the episode now that I think about it. Because that's that's the thing that Oscar replies to. The thing that actually happens next is Oscar goes like you're gonna buy us the steaks. Uh, <laughs> you promise we're gonna hold you to it. And Massada's like, I got all my my money out of the bank. I don't get paid for a while, but it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. And Oscar relents and is like, well actually I've been thinking we should go get some ramen instead because Ray said that she would join. Or she doesn't say Ray. She says like the weird one or the quiet one or something. Right. Um, would come get food with us if we got ramen. Um, and so they do. They go. They get ramen. Um, we get a, a picture, a shot of Misato, like smiling with the group. Um, and we get what I think is like, again, I was talking about this earlier, but the way that Oscar shows affection is attention. Um, and, Shinji is explaining that this is the first time he's felt proud when someone has ever complimented him, and she goes, "Wait, that's the reason you—that's the reason you pilot an Ava," and then like softens almost immediately and is like, "You really are a dummy," but in a way that's like, "Oh, like there's affection behind those words. Yeah. It's not like fuck mm-hmm. off. It's like, oh, buddy, <laughs> oh." hmm. And Shinji smiles through it, and it's like, okay. The end. And then that's it. They beat all the angels and definitely nothing bad happens. Mm-hmm. This small group becomes a family and that's it. <laughs> this is like going to be as close to a happy ending as this group is going to have available to them. I know it in my heart. I know it. And I, I instead the show you know that continues. in your brain,
1: not in your heart.
0: I know it in both. (laughs) I know it in my storytelling heart. I know that you put this in episode 11 because by episode 22, things Uh are going to be dire. (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh, that was a good episode. I think this episode mostly works for me. It's like pretty straightforward, but the stakes feel real because they're, they're so big. Um, but also it's like, is this the last time that they can threaten the city in this dramatic of a way without it feeling cheap when they push it back? Um, we got one more. We can get through it. Yeah. Six this week, six next time, and then we're back down to less. We can do it. <laughs> we can do it. I believe in us. Episode 12. No, episode 13. 13. Episode 13. Final episode. Angel infiltration or an angel's invasion or Lilliputian Hitcher.
3: Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah? You're
3: just that like tremendous. What, the, the
0: name you mean or the episode? Yeah. Oh, the name, yeah. Um, I think the name. episode's pretty good also. It's another, like... It's another high concept episode. No, you don't like the episode. What's your what's your move with the episode? Let's lay it out.
3: So, it is so clearly a this is the Ritsuko episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. That again, I think diffuses a lot of the interest or tension. It's like, yep. From the first, we know it's going to be the Ritsuko episode because she's having an unusually searching conversation with Masato on mm-hmm. a big test day. We got to test a whole bunch of new setups. Are they rolling out modifications to the Avas? Who knows? But like the kids have to, oh, sorry. The kids have to get naked.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have yeah. to
3: dwell on that for like an hour. Uh, Which is surprising in in. a 24-minute episode, Uh nevertheless. Uh, Like an hour, these kids are like, boy, we sure are naked. Super naked. It would be terrible if we saw each other. And then there's the, like, will the adults peep on us as we walk down the sort of gangway Uh. to the testing chamber, whatever. But anyway, Masato and Ritsuko are having this conversation. It's unusually searching. And Ritsuko is... uh, Working on the Magi and reveals that she isn't the inventor of the Magi. Uh-huh. She's just the person who, like, completed installation. She she maintains the Magi, but they are not her creation. And, and won't go deeper than right that, away, right? She's like, and that's all yeah. I want to talk about that. And so right away we're like, so this entire thing's going to hinge on Ritsuko, her past, and the Magi, right? And the episode, by God, is going to deliver on that. I think it starts out really strong. I just don't like how, like, basically paint-by-numbers this plot is. But this feeling of it is a boring, routine day at Nerve uh-huh. that begins to, not all at once, but slowly and incrementally go wrong, does feel really good. This is a really effective sequence for, like, first there's some weird readings... Uh And people are just continuing to talk over it and around it and like are half paying attention and are mostly doing things they don't get yelled at or so that there's no bullshit they have to deal with their boss. But like increasingly the readings are getting weirder and there's the sense that maybe this is something we need to pay attention to. It's a very good like disaster episode.
0: Well, so I I really love all that stuff. That's part of why I just like, wow, yeah, this is good. The other stuff that I like here ends up being little world building touches um, that are not just about the the backstory, but about stuff. I mean, some of it is backstory, but some of it is the way they solve the crisis ends up not being as clear cut as like some of the past solutions. Um, But I also here's another thing I really like. We get to see the Avas in this liquid solution without their armor on. And no one is breaking a sweat about that.
2: Like, well, those aren't the Ava's. They're the simulated bodies. They're test bodies. They have extra bodies. They get
0: into big test bodies. Yeah. They get into big organic bodies. Yeah. And everyone is like, all right. uh, Yeah. Can you give me the uh, reading
3: on C8? (laughs) I'll go back to real quick. There is a sequence, it's actually very cleverly done, when uh, Shinji is staring at Ray talking to his father. Uh-huh. And all the focus on that scene is him, this is like an early episode, watching him watch this conversation. But in the background, you hear the uh, startup sequence for the Ava, uh, just saying, like doing status checks. Yes. And one of the things it talks about is, oh yeah, the protein wall is <laughs> intact, uh, <laughs> etc. And you're like, wait. Yep, what? the machine has a protein wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> and, and we've known so this in, that they're organic. We've we've known we've
0: known it, and the the world clearly yeah. knows it. But the way that here it's just like yeah, okay, there are simulate there's simulated bodies that are just big organic humanoids yeah. that they're putting the big weird p- pilot plug into is a great little background detail. Um, and you know the way this episode goes is it turns out there is another piece of sabotage as. An angel that is like a digital angel, uh, a a cyber angel, begins to hack through the it's firewall. Not digital, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's not digital. It's
2: cyber, cyber, yeah, it's cyber.
0: Cyber is a broad word. Yeah, you know, um, uh, and is hacking not only does hack in seemingly hacks into Ray's test unit uh, as it tries to smash through the control room, um, but also into the magi. Oh um, no,
2: that was different.
0: What was? Oh, was that just? That so, was just raised. It was yeah, reacting.
2: It was the. It was the the. It like it, it, the angel started grasping on the hand, and they said like, "Sever." I think that was on purpose. Right?
0: No, what I what I was saying, what I was saying was is the reaching part of the Oh no, the, the angel. reaching, yeah. That's like what I meant. when it
2: hits when it hits the walls because they've ejected that oh, arm you're right. they've off like, of the body. Right. Just they like, just have a,
0: a lever to eject yeah. arms from uh-huh. humanoid bodies. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um uh, so yes, there's been a contamination. This angel, uh whose name I don't know, uh begins to move through nerve HQ. Um, it's the fox die. It's called fox die. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, uh, all the pilots are ejected not only from their simulated bodies, but from Nerve HQ entirely up to Earth, up to yeah. What just- was revealed at the end to be a field outside Earth. Maybe this is the episode that ends with the like star conversation. I think it actually is. Um, uh, but we. No, base- I don't think so. No. Okay, is it just them outside being like, is anyone going to pick us up? Is that yeah, the-? okay? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um the everyone inside the facility starts to like jump into action. they they do the sort of uh, thing that you see in a lot of like sci-fi, you know, space movies They're like shut down blocks three to seven or whatever. and literally different parts of Nerve HQ get shut down and blocked off and they close the bulkhead doors. Um, they Gendo is like, tell the Japanese government the sensors malfunctioned. everything is okay, but everything <laughs> is not okay. Um, there is a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of stuff that, that again, reminded me of some like kaiju stuff here where it's like, well, what if we, they're reacting negatively to, to oxygenation. What if we pump it filled with ozone? Maybe that'll kill it. Uh, it it does not kill it yeah they try to shoot lasers from some weird underwater drones that does not do it it has an at field um
1: and also it's just hit the other button yeah hit the other <laughs> button
0: it's decentralized it's in the system it's moving it's it's slowly taking over the magi yeah we learned that the magi are broken well they,
1: they describe it as like watching it uh evolve in real time yes like you're seeing yes. like nature's evolution occur at a in a real time rate, right? right? Exactly.
0: We learned that the Magi have three kind of units, or we've known that the three units are Melchior, uh, uh, Balthasar, and Caspar, uh, who are named obviously for the three Magi, the, the three wise men of of Christian uh, of, of the of the Christ story. Um, and they talk about it spreading like wildfire, and eventually set up a firewall to keep it from spreading into Caspar, um, and they come up finally with a big plan and their big plan is let me see if I can walk through this. Right. We're going to, it is evolving rapidly. Yes. And the end state of evolution is of course death. They say like without any challenge, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I think think that gets off. I think that, huh?
3: I think we're off course. Are we? So yeah. No. So, no. The No, the creature's purpose is oh, life. This is right. why they do, you're this right. how they do it. So you're right. So what it's trying to do is hacking the, the Magi, and it's basically trying to get a majority vote on the, hey, let's blow this sucker. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Which with two... They managed to forestall that, but it, the minute all the Magi agree, it will detonate the facility. Yeah. But the Angel will probably be fine. But their point is, what if we also... Make if we force the angel into this like pact and if we blow up, it has to blow up. And this is like the entire logic of this is really shaky given how the episode just ends. Everything's fine. Uh, but yeah, it, like my understanding was basically they were taking like it was trying to create initiate a self-destruct sequence and then their checkmate was like ah, but mutually assured destruction. And the angel was like, "That's not what oh, I, I guess no, that's not my read on dusted. it at all." Kato, do you want to do uh, yours while yeah, I double check the tape?
2: Well, yeah, for what I like, what I understood was that they were watching it evolve, and yeah. like, yeah, they do throw out that like line. It gets kind of tossed aside though, because what it, Ritsuko like actually says is like, "Well, we can trick it basically into self-destructing through giving it." It's basically they write that she she proposes writing a virus that will kill that will that will like as that information gets passed through the rest of the angel will kill it backwards basically right like it's 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 dna here's the thing so Uh the box that they're doing the test in is called the Pribnow box yes which is a which is uh i looked this up because i was like that seems too specific what does that mean turns out it's about dna it's about the 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 way that dna transfers information to rna in you know organic in organic beings uh so like the idea here is that they were they're going to write a digital like set of instructions that as soon as the angel touches it, will cause it to cop when it copies that part of the data and spreads it, because it's it's been working as a single organism the whole time. It just kills itself. Yes. Right,
0: right. So like that is Misato says mutually mutually assured destruction. Let's convince it all. Let's we're gonna scuttle the the magi. Ritiko is like no, uh, yeah, I, we can't. I, do we that. can't do that for reasons I don't want to get into. I'm just really don't think we should do that. And says my solution is we encourage the evolution, yeah. uh, right. because and the the specific quote here is the ultimate end of evolution is self destruction, death itself. Right. Um, and so okay. yeah, and so still weird. Yeah, no, totally. So the solution is to accelerate the its evolution. And Ritsuko says if the angel decides it's the most efficient way to avoid death, then it may opt for coexistence with the Magi. And that is the part that is like you're right. It is sort of like it's, but it's not mutually assured destruction. What it is is like. Convince it that it is the ultimate end form, life form, and the end of the next step of evolution would just be death, and instead of that, it'll just hang out in there. It'll
2: just exist.
0: It will just exist and coexist, and that's okay, right? It's totally okay if it just coexists with the Magi.
2: Huh. I guess that was me misreading some of the UI elements in this being like... Who knows?
0: It's all weird bullshit. It's all weird
2: bullshit, yeah. Um, It's not particularly clear. And I thought that was like it did that, and then also, but also, but like, also kills itself. Kills itself. Mm.
0: Boy, do I not know. <laughs> and and frankly, I don't remember if this is a thing we come back to. So who the fuck cares? So. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, the point is they have to get in there and reprogram Caspar, and to do it, they have to crawl inside of the Magi's core. Um. I think we get some cool, like physical hacking stuff here of Ritsuko being like, "Hand me computer keyboard twenty five. Hand me a wrench." As I uh, as I reveal finally that the Magi are in fact is in fact my mom. That it's a it's a OS. It's like a person OS or a person transfer OS, personality OS
3: or but something. Only the three facets that uh, a woman has, uh-huh. uh, which is. Uh, of course, her work. Right, yep. Um. Sci- her, her, her,
0: she's a scientist, so it's her, her yeah. scientist mind. Then there's uh,
3: the mom mind. Of course. She is a woman, and then Of after course- all. No, hold on. Austin, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Two very important concepts. You're right. You're right. Then there's the woman mind. Right. Uh, that Silly me. That is the one that... Yeah, no. So this is the... um. You know, we, this is the... uh. Division of the female soul uh-huh. in this in, in this uh, world. And that's what is living inside the Magi. Uh-huh. And oh, and Ritsuko. Sorry. And of course, Ritsuko can only really relate uh, to like really well to one of the uh, Magi. But that one's already been compromised. Right. So what's she going to do? There is, however, she can tap into something. As a woman. What's that? Anger at your mom. Women's intuition.
0: Women women's intuition slash bitterness at your mom. <laughs> the the women's the woman part of her is bitter, just like me. And so that there's a connection I can make. Um yeah. Yeah. That part less good. Yeah. Um. They hack it. They counter hack the thing. All the lights go red. I'll say
2: it is cool that it's like a little. It's like a brain. It's just a
0: brain. It's a brain. It's a brain there. with IO ports. Yeah. Like you could, unlike your iPhone. It's just very funny. The Magi still has a headphone jack. In fact, it has twelve, and that's how you hack
2: it. She like has to cut into, it's, it's like casing with a circular saw the way like. You know, you have to cut into a skull.
0: Yeah, there's like there's that great bit of like Mitsuko being like, "Wait, your mom's personality is transplanted in them." Yeah, and Ritsu goes like, "Yup," as <laughs> she begins the saw into it.
3: Um, it is sweet that like this is the last place her mom has left like physical. That stuff is great. Uh, signs yeah. of her passage, like all the notes, like yeah. instead of like uh, commented code, yeah. instead what we've got here is. Uh, a lot of like final notes and instructions for this goes here, and this is what they're using to uh, reprogram uh, Casper.
0: Yep, um, and the it it works. All of the lights on the on the HUD start to go red, but there's one last little cell that's still green, and it it kicks into place and it pushes it back, and then it's over. Is it integrated now, or is it gone forever? Who could say? Who knows? Next week. Will be somewhere else. Um, it does have, I think, a really good little like formal ending in terms of like the Casper brain is being slowly put back into the, into the ground. Um, as Ritsuko kind of talks about her mom. And again, it is that the, the trinary mom thesis, like there are the three parts of a woman. Um, but she's like gets up in the middle of her little, her little conversation and walks away and it hard cuts in a way that I felt that just very stimulated, You know, like my brain was like, ah, good, good ending. Middle of conversation, gets up from a chair, walks away, hard cut to black. Love it. Um, We got through it. Those are the episodes for the week. I am with y'all where I think these are just not great. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to, to see this next set because we're going to start getting into more of like, hey, what is the show doing? Um, I will say, our th-
2: past introductions essentially at this point. Yeah,
0: halfway through the show. Yeah, we fucking better be. Um,
1: yeah, like I'm, I'm excited to see a little more of like, okay, I, we have done a lot of table setting. Yes, and for <coughs> what? Um, so I'm, I'm definitely curious to see what that because my yeah my prediction was wrong. I got way like from the last episode, like, well, what do you think is gonna happen? Yeah. It's like, well none of that stuff happened because the show wanted to move at a much slower pace um, than that, which felt um, at times deliberate at times required just in order to make it to an episode. Yeah. But at some point it has to move past that. And it would be hard. I'm hard pressed to imagine how it would, wouldn't move a little faster pretty, pretty soon. I am crossing my fingers that it does.
0: Uh, I mean, I know where it gets to. The thing that I don't remember is how quickly it gets there, right? Yeah. Moment to moment. I will right, say right, the next right, episode right. we're watching is a clip – or it's like half of a clip show basically. The the presentation, like wh- why those clips are playing is kind of interesting. You, there's a little more world building there. But do buckle in for that to be the, the beginning of episode 14. Um, uh, but- what are we watching to? 14 through 20? <laughs> No, that's too much. That's seven episodes, no. 14 through 18? 19, right? 14, 19. 14 When 15, do I, 16, okay, so 18, 19, 6. Then 20, 21, been, 22, uh, 23, 20,
1: 23, 24.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Then 25, 26. Then 25, 26, end and of Ava. We... What were you going to say, Patrick?
1: Um, I have been uh shotgunning these episodes. Like, yeah. I am at a college frat party, and I know at some point I'm going to need to, like, Slow, like I can't watch six episodes in a row without like because I know that, yeah they're gonna get more intense. There's emotional stuff is supposed to be happening, so I want to like make sure I can like pay attention. give episodes room to breathe in a way that I have not been doing here because they haven't necessarily demanded it. Yeah. Is that this next batch, or is 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 that further on? i at least like to get markers where it's like I, I'm yeah, fine yeah, with knowing yeah. like hey this is an important episode. We're like ah you know. Like, don't watch this at like 2 p.m. on Monday while you're eating a sandwich, uh, necessarily. If I'm remembering
0: right, the bulk of this next set is like bigger story stuff starts happening, but it isn't the stuff that is like, I need you to slow down and take serious notes. Um, okay. I would say. <sighs>
2: the arc after that it's
0: definitely the art i would say like 18 19 you should probably let breathe a little bit okay um so if you like want to like go through through 17 um but if i remember right and from looking at these looking a little bit ahead at some of these summaries 18 19 are the ones that are like okay we're getting we're about to be in it um Mm. and then the next set after that is the ones where we really want to start like taking it Maybe not one at a time necessarily in terms of your watch habit, but like some shit does start to pop. up. Well, I can
1: squeeze like it's at point yeah, yeah. like I can squeeze in one a night where I sit down, yes. put it on my projector, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe have a drink, like really like like you know get into the episode in a way that I'm not. This is not how I normally watch things. Right. I just, this is the only way to to, to do it given the way we have it yeah, so far. Yeah. So if I'm going to start restructuring that schedule. I'm just trying to wrap my head around when when that point is. I would okay, say so maybe it's not this probably time. Probably 18, 19, and then start doing that next week for each episode after that. Okay, all right. Yeah,
0: I'll give you. I'll double check all that, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. So yeah, next week, right. the important thing though is it's 14 through 19. Yep. Um, with the note gotcha. that again, the first half of 14 is a clip show. I would say watch it just because the the uh, rapper all around that that clip show. Uh, does give you a little bit more in in terms of like what's going on behind the scenes, conspiracy shit. Um, any other predictions for next week besides more,
1: more shit we're not happy about (laughs) more gross shit. I don't like, I wouldn't be, yes, but I don't, hmm, I don't know what the gross shit will be. Right. Like I wouldn't be shocked if the next arc ditches teen angst (sighs) for a different set of gross shit. Right. Um, yeah well I don't know i don't know even know what to, i don't know what to predict <coughs> i don't know i honestly don't know where it's i don't i don't know where it's you know that Adam has to mean something sure. soon
3: probably i think that i think at this point we need to start getting into a little bit of the politics around uh nerve mm. because we have gone like if we're on a twenty six episode timer here to roughly like get get across most of what the series is gonna do. We need to introduce the rest of the playing pieces that are going to drive the action in the second act of the show and then be resolved in the third. And so I think we're probably coming due for the point where we start getting more evidence that there is a saboteur and that there are other parties who are ostensibly allies to Nerve but who may not share uh, Nerve's interests and goals.
1: I think someone is going, seems like they've died, and then they'll come back in dramatic fashion. Anime. In the 30s. Will happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure.
1: Because it's too early for someone to truly die, to tr- to truly do that, but, but it's early enough for someone to die. Wink. And then, w- yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotcha.
0: Hmm. Uh I need to blow my nose and go to the bathroom <laughs> and go do more work. So we're going to wrap this one up, I think, on that note. Yeah. Kata, do you have any final thoughts? Obviously, you don't have a prediction because you know. But
2: No, yeah, I know. Okay, you know.
0: <laughs> you can follow us, twitter.com slash waypoint, facebook.com slash waypoint vice. You can write your thoughts to gaming at com. That's where all the we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get to your thoughts. I'll compile some notes. We'll have a note. We'll have q and A, a Q&A at some point. Um, though we, I, I think we're hitting most of the points in terms of like stuff. I'm sure people are are, are curious about our thoughts on.
3: Yeah, three um, and a half hours.
0: We better be. We fucking better be. <laughs> um, I. It's very funny. Some of the notes we've gotten have been like, "Hey, you guys didn't mention that like Ray was holding her breath when she was inside the the cockpit." Like, yeah, we can't we can't go frame by frame. We're going as tight as we can on these things, and it's a mess. So uh, do send us your favorite moments. If there are small details that you're like, oh, did you notice this thing? Send those in, and maybe I'll, I'll ID a couple of those at the end, too, uh, at the end of all of this. Until then, uh, you know to find me at twitter.com slash austin underscore walker. Kato, what about you?
2: At a underscore kato underscore appears. Patrick.
1: At Patrick Lupik. Rob Zachney.
3: At Rob Zachney on Twitter.com.
0: Uh, you can also uh, find more of the music from 2 Mellow if you go to 2Melo.Bandcamp.com. 2 Twitter.com slash Mellow Makes M-E-L-L-O Makes. That one I know for sure. The, the Bandcamp one always throws me off. Uh, and I checked the Waypoints document, but that link isn't in there, so that's fine. That's 2
3: makes.bandcamp.
0: 2 2mellomakes.bandcamp. makes.bandcamp.com. We'll be back next time. Episodes 14 through 19. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. We ready to do it? We ready the time dot is. Oh yeah. Yep. Either you run the day or the day runs you. That's the quote of the day.
2: Damn.
0: hmm
3: So true.
2: <sighs>
0: Sometimes it feels like the year runs you. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, alright. Uh do y'all wanna do 29 seconds? Okay.
1: All right.